What's up, bros? I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. We are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. This week on the podcast, we got Jack Schiff for 4K Spotlight. Thank you. Um, and then we have uh, two items to talk about with for Through the Wall. We got a, a poster that we want to uh, talk about that leads into a trailer that uh, we'll be talking about next week. Um, and Possibly this week. Oh, yeah, that's true. We're, well, okay, so we'll get into it, but yeah, continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then after that, uh, we got our, I'm assuming, final trailer of a certain movie coming out in November that we're both very excited for. Um, so we'll be talking about that. Um, and then after that, we'll move moving on to our headliner of the evening, which is our breakdown of Bros, the movie that was made for this podcast. Dude, Bro- straight the, up. The like All we, Bros if, Review Bros. Dude, if we don't, like, if this doesn't, like, catch on, like, hey, check this out. <laughs> like, if people don't, like, appreciate this as much as we do, <laughs> kind of going to be upset. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Dude. Oh man. Um but yeah. So uh without further ado, what do you say we get into it, Caleb? I say let's do it. Hello, my name is Brucker Nurse and I want to tell you about my fun horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. On my show, I like to have fun dissecting out what makes a horror movie scary, what worked for it, what didn't, what types of fears does it play off of. Is it an allegory for any sort of message? I don't know, but let's find out. Also, I like to watch slashers. I'm a big slasher guy, so I'll watch a slasher and do a kill grade for it. I will cover the kills and I will tell you how I would grade it based on shock, method, style points, and a fourth category that is a reflection of the movie. Besides those, I'll have fun with special topic episodes, commentary tracks, interviews with guests, including some Shutter directors, so I just like to have a fun time over here. If any of this sounds interesting to you or you just want to come check me out, please head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere they listen to podcasts and search for Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Also, be sure to find me on Instagram at Brucker Horror, where you get fun updates and some cool little posts that I do. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you get to enjoy the show, and I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. All right, so starting off with Through the Wall, uh, actually today... Uh, October 4th, we got our first official poster for the Super Mario movie coming to us from Illumination and Nintendo. Um, and this is uh, a lead up to the uh, trailer that we will be getting uh, Thursday the 6th. So, I mean, it will, of course, already dropped after we record this episode. But yes. So what I was talk saying about. earlier about possibly talking about it is... Depending on Rose's schedule on Thursday, we might record a little bit about the uh, about the trailer, and then just kind of like stitch it in because magic of editing. And so, honestly, yeah, so dude, might... I, I, dude, I will, I will seriously make it work. I, I think we should definitely do it. Yeah. So we'll. You might hear that in here, but right now, what we're talking about is the poster. And I don't know what I was expecting with the with the poster. I don't like I don't know if I was expecting something stylized or or what. But 
the fact that we got a damn near video game accurate Super Mario world, at least, is awesome. But what's fun? <laughs> like, the poster is, so yeah, it's like Mario facing the Mushroom Kingdom. And we're me and Caleb were just like, yeah, you know, Mario looks amazing. Well, at least the back of him. We don't know what the front looks like. Yeah, um, that's going to be I'm the I'm really, really hoping that he actually, Mario looks like freaking Mario because I have a feeling that Nintendo really put their foot down uh, with Illumination and said, yeah, no, we're, you're not making freaking, I don't, I don't know if Waluigi or like Wario are going to be in this, but like we're not going the direction of like Waluigi more so looking like a, a Gru ripoff and then Wario looking like a, F, what was that, um, Despicable Me 2 villains care? Mucho something? Oh, I don't remember the names. I know, but I feel like his form, that's what, like, Illumination would make Wario out of. I don't doubt that. So, yeah, I am very glad that Nintendo has stepped in and given them as much hell as I assume that they... <laughs> They would have. Like, I don't know if Wario and Waluigi are going to be in this movie. I would love that. But that's just, like, the only examples that I could think of that, like, if I'm thinking of Mario characters, but also established uh, Illumination characters that they could base their designs off of, those are the two that, that I would think of. Gru as Waluigi, and whoever the villain was in Despicable Me 2 as Wario. Those are, like, the first two that come to mind. Yeah. I think... I think Illumination didn't have a whole lot of say on character design. Good. So, and this is this is going to be weird because we this is just assumptions on our part for right now. We just assume that Mario looks how he's supposed to look. We don't know. The only faces that we've seen are those of some of the Mushroom Kingdom people, like yeah, the, really other, the Toads. Get toads. Did we see any Goombas in the poster? I did not see any Goombas. Okay. Um, I think it was mostly just Toads. Yeah. So I think the biggest sell for this, and this is going to be interesting because we've never heard anyone up, anyone's voice come out of Mario other than the guy who voices Mario. So when we get the trailer on Thursday, or when we talk about it, it's going to be the first time we've ever heard a voice other than the guy who voices Mario. So it's so freaking weird. I know. It's going to be super weird. And I, I'm probably going to have to... Oh, sorry, I hope we get clips from other people too. Because there's a lot of voices that I'm like a little concerned about. Like the biggest one is Mario and Luigi. <laughs> See... I like everyone's just like, oh yeah, I have to hear Chris Pratt. I have to hear Chris Pratt. I really am. I gotta hear Charlie Day as Luigi because I'm so used to ha hearing Luigi kind of have like a not a monotone, but a much lower voice than Mario. But yet in the casting, it's flip flop. Charlie Day has way higher of a voice than Chris Pratt. Yeah. So it's gonna be very interesting if if yeah if charlie day didn't like disguise his voice at all or deepen his voice and chris pratt's is like not really doing it either that is going to be very interesting hearing a higher voice coming out of luigi and a lower voice coming out of mario the voices that i need to hear on thursday are mario luigi 
and Donkey Kong and Bowser. You don't care about Princess Peach. The Princess Peach is being voiced by Anya Taylor Joy. I think she has a good voice. Like no matter what she decides to do with her voice, like if she decides to keep her normal tone and cadence, I think that voice could work really well for Peach. Or if she wanted to go a little like airy and like higher pitched, or like just kind of tone her voice up, just like like I said, go a little like maybe breathy with her talking. Okay. I think she could pull that off as well. So I'm not too concerned about Peach. Okay. It's just Seth Rogen voicing Donkey Kong is a little like, not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> I All I um, ask is when Keegan he beats Michael his chest. Voicing, do what? No, when he beats his chest, he has to go. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. If that doesn't happen, I'm going to be pissed. I am too. <laughs> I don't care if that's not what the character does. Like, it's Seth Rogen. You have to put in his iconic laugh. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. I'm not too concerned about Diddy. Um, I would like to hear... I mean, I'm sh- sure we will. Um, But I would like to hear Toad. Just, But that's just because I want to he- see what Michael or Keegan-Michael Key does with Toad, it's not really because yeah. I'm concerned about the voice. I think the voice casting was spot on. Um, but yeah, you it's Mario really and weird. Luigi that are my, my big like concerns. I feel like the one that I'm like the least worried about, actually, is Jack Black as Bowser. I know. I, that Same with me. It's like I'm not necessarily like, concerned about it. I just want to hear him. Yeah, like... like that that I don't know, like you never hear like really Bowser speak, it's mostly just roar, but like I don't know, Jack Black, that that kinda just makes sense. Yeah, like the most we've ever heard from frickin' Bowser is just <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine that, that that's all that he sa- that's all that Jack Black says throughout the movie. That's what they paid yeah. him for. I've been so on the fence, like thinking about like what how I want to hear Jack Black. Because I it's like I don't quite want it to be his like real voice, because it, then it's like I I would feel like I would almost be hearing Poe from Kung Fu Panda. Fair. So it's like I kind of want them to do some sort of alteration to his voice, because I think he has like a raspy tone to his voice that like makes him perfect for Bowser. It's just I kind of want some slight Absolutely. alteration, maybe like pitch him down a little bit. So yes. it's a little deeper or or something or more Absolutely like guttural. So yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping. But from the poster, it looks as freaking accurate as you can get. And I love the realistic texturing, unlike what yes. they've done with like the minions. Yeah. Like uh Hell, the freaking overalls look as good as they did. Actually, even more good as um they did in like the Super Smash Bros. games. Yeah, they look freaking those amazing. Ones. Yeah. So. So yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see what we get with this. Yeah. And so that that first trailer, trailer, that's yeah. If the trailer releases, I will insert our conversation about that right now. All right, so it's been two days, and by the magic of editing, it's only been like a second or two, 
but we just <laughs> got done watching the Super Mario trailer. And dude, <laughs> the animation alone is fucking incredible. Dude, it is like, so good. Oh my god. It is so free. It looks amazing. And they did exactly yeah. what I thought they were going to do with Bowser's fo- or what I wanted them to do. They like took Jack Black's Jack Black's voice and like did some sort of like deepening to it. So it, it, you can still tell it has like that that uh that hint of Jack Black in there, but it doesn't sound like exactly like Jack Black. Like they just deepened it enough for it to be like legit Bowser. Yeah. Um do we want to get straight to how Mario sounds, or should we save that for uh, the end? Uh, I mean, we can talk about it all. Like, did you have any, yeah. like, it is like, weird, I will say, like, hearing Chris Pratt's voice come out of Mario, but it's, I, it doesn't sound bad. Yeah, but I feel um when they're when him and Toad are starting to run uh towards the Mushroom Kingdom, you do get a little bit more of an accent when he says Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. Yeah. Just like um, a hint of one, and I think that's all yeah. he needs. I agree. Um so I mean I I definitely want to hear more to make my final judgment, but I don't hate it. I will say that. I do not hate it. Yeah, neither do I. And I know you sent me a, a TikTok yesterday or last night about like his design. His design looks great. I don't know what people yeah. are bitching about. Yeah, I agree. For upda- upgrading Mario, not only Mario and uh, but uh, also Luigi, for how they look in this movie, I think it really, really works for the direction that they're going with this. Uh, I mean, a lot of the other characters look like they were straight up ripped out of the video game, um, like especially Bowser. Oh yeah, Bowser and Toad like literally look like they were just ripped right out of the video game, but Mario and Luigi in the face definitely do look a little different. But I feel it definitely works here. I have oh, yeah. no problems. Yeah, I mean if they don't even look that different. I mean we didn't get a real clear viewing of Luigi. It's nice to know that he's going to be like in this, and it's not just like some small role or anything. Odd and Pit. I honestly didn't think that we were going to get Luigi at all, but then, yeah, the whole, like, him running away, screaming from dry bones is, um, yeah, that whole scene just solidifies to me, yeah, Charlie Day was a really good choice for Luigi, because I kind of forget how much of a scaredy cat Luigi is. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it worked out beautifully, and I will say that I think the the voice I had the biggest issue with, unfortunately, was Keegan Michael Key's Toad. Really, it sounded odd. I can't. I don't know how to explain it, but it just sounded odd. I kind of dug it. Oh, no, I I like what yeah. what he's doing with it. I mean, I like Michael or Keegan Michael Key's voice, but something was just off about it. I I can't quite. It's like they they try to pitch it up a little bit. And I'm like, I don't know if you need to do that. (laughs) I don't know. I'll fully admit it would feel weird hearing just his regular voice coming out of Toad. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. It's fair. I mean, we'll get more of it eventually, but it just felt a little off. 
um the humor in this they are freaking nailing yeah uh freaking bowser with the i i never really played the 64 uh version or uh play i think played any mario games where the uh blue penguins are in them in it do, do have you played any um i've so i played the 64 the penguins I'm trying to see if there's like what the penguins are called they're called tuxie or no that's a that's the baby penguin's name okay i don't know what this penguin is called it's just the, the penguins <laughs> The, the, okay. Yeah, but yeah, they were freaking hilarious, dude. I'm all, all I'm already a sucker for situations like that where you think it's going to be some epic battle, and then it's just like this, where he's getting pe- pelted with snowballs, and he's just kind of like <laughs> shrugging it off, and it's it's usually like. The way that it's usually played out is, or that I like, like them played out is when they keep attacking and then they realize that their attacks aren't doing anything and they're like, oh shit. And then they get freaking wrecked. I love that they freaking double down. (laughs) That is but a taste of our fury. (laughs) Do you yield? I know. (laughs) Dude, I freaking lost it. That was great. Yeah. And like I'll fully admit, like I completely fell for this being like, oh, this is like going to be some epic battle between Koopas and Peng and then they like, freaking cut to and Bowser's just standing there. <laughs> it, I I laughed my ass off and that oh, that yeah, scene is pr- that scene's probably going to get me when the movie comes out. <laughs> Same here. Same, same here. Oh, dude, Bowser's castle, dude! Oh my god, it looks so cool. I think they, I think I saw somewhere they, they, they've spent like what was it like six, seven years animating this movie? And yeah, it's been honestly, seven years in the work. Like this is, yeah. We heard rumors about this movie before we even started the podcast. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's really showing in the animation because, oh my god, it is... Like, and this is not me just saying, oh, like, for illumination, it's breathtaking. Like, any animation studio, this shit is breathtaking. Yeah, I mean, and then it seems like they have the movie done, which is great. Yeah. Like, so did you watch the live stream? No, I didn't. So I was was looking it up, like, right at, at 105. Or not 105. I love it. Uh, technically 405, my time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I was like on YouTube. I typed in the Mario and then it had the Nintendo doing a live stream. And I'm like, hell yeah. So I turned that on and it was just kind of in like, like, hey, wait, f- wait for it. And then they had like a little introduction from the uh, Nintendo creator and the head of Illumination and they had like a little conversation and they're like, all right, like here to introduce the trailers, Jack Black and Chris Pratt. And then they had like their own little spiel. And then right after that, they played the trailer and it was awesome. I'm so excited yeah. for this. The, like 
Oh, I'm sold. I am absolutely sold. I am too. I think I'm sorry. The only thing that I'm not sold on yet is just Chris Pratt's voice. I'm just gonna have to hear it just a little bit more. Um, That's completely fair. I, mean, I even though I've only heard him screaming, I'm already sold on Charlie Day's Luigi because that it just fits <laughs> the character's personality too well. Yeah, Do, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see where they take this the easter eggs that we get because like he said the this movie's just going to be jam packed full of easter eggs that's awesome yeah so he he's like we're we're taking stuff from like generations of mario and trying to give something for everyone in this Hell so yeah I'm, that's I'm awesome like, i'm like this is fantastic yeah and Gosh, like they can do some. If this turns out to be a good movie, which from the looks of it, it seems like it's going to. Like I'm just gonna call it now. I I'm willing to bet this is gonna be a B B plus movie. Minimum. I could I could see that. Like that's my guess. I'm not gonna like force it to happen, but that's my yeah. guess. <laughs> if it ends up being oh, yeah. worse, it's worse. But if this movie is as big of a hit as I think it's going to be, we're going to get more Mario content. I really want this movie to be as successful as the Sonic movies have been. That's oh, what I, I do want. too. I was watching, um, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog 2 this morning. Just like did a rewatch and Iris was just like totally invested, especially with Knuckles. Aww. Yeah, and yeah, and so yeah, it just, like I, it was kind of an anticipation. Like I wanted to watch like a video game movie, but I wanted to watch a good one, so I watched. <laughs> I, so I watched, yeah, that one, and yeah, I got, I have very high hopes for uh, for this movie. Same here, and it's beautifully shot. So, like, oh or, my. God, I I can't say enough about the animation. Like, holy shit, it's yeah. freaking gorgeous. Yeah, animation alone puts this like super freaking high. Like, even if the movie sucks, at least it's gonna look good. <laughs> yeah, dude, straight up. But I I'm excited to see this, and I hope they. I know that like Mario's usually like Mushroom Kingdom and all that, and. But I kind of hope that they explore, like, my favorite Mario game, like, the universe that he goes to. Um, so my favorite Mario game is the uh, Superstar Saga. Oh, okay. It was on the Game Boy Advance. I'm not sure if you ever, like, saw it or played it. Uh, I have not. So, like, it's it's not like uh, like a platformer, like most Mario games are. Or it's, like... It's hard to explain. It's kind of like it kind of has an open world feel, but it's okay. like Mario and Luigi, but you're controlling the group or the two of them. So it's like whoever's in like the front. So like Mario can be in front or Luigi can be in front, and it's like one of them's following the other. But you could you have like the A and B button that can makes like Mario jump or makes Luigi jump, and then they have like a turn based. Um, fighting or combat style 
like when you so it's kind of like kind of has like a pokemon feel like if you get hit by an enemy yeah you enter like combat mode and then it's like you can choose like attack or an item or like flee and different stuff like that and you have like combo it's it's a great game but in that they enter or they go into like um i think it's the bean kingdom okay like Princess Peach is traveling to the Bean Kingdom for like negotiations and stuff, and um, freaking Bowser and and all of them get like attacked by the, the big yeah by the big bad in in that movie. It it it's really good, or in that game. So it, great game. I'd love to see that kind of adapted into this style. That would be cool. Like, just possibly, but hopefully this movie does well. I really, really hope it does well. And it comes out in in April, right? Yep. Okay. So that's, like, really freaking soon. Yeah. Like, right now, like, what, at least from what they said, um, they're currently work or as of today, the animation is one hundred percent complete. But what they're working on is lighting and compositing. Oh, okay. So oh, I yeah. I know what lighting is. I'm not quite sure what compositing means. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Let me let me look it up real quick. <laughs> okay. What is animation compositing? Oh, compositors create the final image of a frame, shot, or sequence. They take different digital elements like the animations, background plates, graphics, and special effects and put them together to make a believable picture. They are responsible for the okay. composition of the image and shots. Okay, so they're the ones that like take the animations and make it into a movie. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So the way that I, like, imagine this, and, like, if anyone's in the animation world, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of seems like they take, like, it's kind of like the the people with, like, the, the, the camera, like, how they shot Lion King, where it's just, like, the animation, like, at a distance, you can see how it's, like animated and what they're doing and it's like the compositors are the ones that like come in and like shoot the movie okay. that's what i imagine right. i don't know if that's actually how it is <laughs> i dude your guess is as good as mine <laughs> but yeah um but scale one to ten what do you think i i'd say i'm at an eight right now that's actually like right where I'm at too. Sweet. I'll I'll be a little bit higher once we see a bit more. Yeah, I'd say probably after a second trailer, I'll probably be at a nine. Yeah, man. Unless like the second trailer just sucks, which I don't yeah. think that's gonna happen. I don't think it will either. Yeah, I'm actually I might with with this and like the concept that they're going with, I actually might be worried once they start introducing like Donkey Kong and. And all the other characters that they're supposed to have. Fair enough. Because it, it kind of gives me that, like, oh, it seems like it might be too busy. <laughs> yeah, that that's fair. Like, let me... 
see real quick what the cast looks like or who we're supposed to get. So, I mean, in it, well, I guess it's only Donkey Kong. What, that we haven't heard yet? Yeah, or at least from what I can tell. Well, Donkey Kong and Peach. Yeah, those yeah, are yeah. The two, two biggest we haven't heard yet. Which I already said, Anya Taylor Joy, I kind of. I'm not too worried about. That is fair. That That is absolutely fair. Jeez, I'm trying to find the freaking IMDb for this page. I can't freaking find it. Alright, we got Luigi. Okay, so yeah, I guess it's just Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong. That we haven't seen yet. I didn't even know that they were including Cranky Kong. I didn't either. I thought he was playing oh. Diddy. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked they didn't... Yeah, it's weird that they're including Cranky over Diddy, but whatever. Yeah, let me just double check to see like the more detail. Yeah, it doesn't look like... Okay. So, I... okay, the inclusion of Donkey Kong... You know what? I'm wondering... Because it, like, so this is, this is my guess for how this is going to happen. I bet Mario is in the world where he's, like, facing off against Donkey Kong a lot. Where he, like, because you know how, like, in the classic Mario games, it's, like, oh, yeah, kind of, like, different, like, it's, like, steel piping and, and all that, and he, like, has a hammer. So I'm willing to bet Donkey Kong... And Cranky Kong are either like are at the beginning before he travels to the Mushroom Kingdom, and then like I could see that, and then I I bet freaking Toad comes, gathers Mario, and then Luigi comes and sees him gets transported to this magical world, and then Luigi comes jumps down gets transported to the the magical world too, but maybe like takes a wrong turn in the piping. And ends up with, like, where all the dry bones are. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I would love that. So, I'm, I'm freaking making that call right now. <laughs> that that's like gonna, gonna happen. <laughs> I like it. Freaking in, someone from Nintendo's gonna hear this and send, like, a cease and desist. <laughs> Just gonna be like, shit, we gotta change it now. Yeah. But, I, I'm pumped. This looks a That's lot mine. better than I assumed it was going to. Same here, man. Same. And exceeded my expectations. So, good times. Yes. Um, anyway, back to the regularly scheduled episode. <laughs> so, yeah, getting into Black Panther. Yes. Do you have your tickets? Not yet, but I'm not Neither concerned about it because I've never had an issue getting tickets for like Thursday night. I haven't either, and that just shows how people still are not ready to go back to the movies. Well, oh, well, that's not necessarily true, because so okay, like with Spider-Man Far F- or No Way Home, the I was able to get tickets de- like I think the week before the movie came out. Yeah. Because I went to the movie at like three. Okay. 
And so yeah, when I, I came when I out of it, it, it was around like five five thirty six ish. And so when okay. I left the theater, it was packed. Okay. So and that's kind of been the the case with other movies that I've done this for, where I'll go in and see it on a Thursday, like the Thursday before release day. Yeah. And then when I enter, it's like dead inside. But when I leave, it's packed. That's fair. I still can't believe how early they make Thursday showings now. I know, right? It's, it's freaking insane. awesome. Especially Just, for someone that should... works on the weekends. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, same here. <sighs> I hate it. Um, but, but yeah, I've done yeah. that with, like, like the movies that I've gone for on opening night for. Like, it's always been that way. Where it's, like, completely dead when I go in and packed when I come out. And it's freaking great because even on Mondays, too, because you like you would think that Mondays would kind of be open, but Mondays usually all day, the theaters are packed or close to full. See what, um, see when I went and saw like Bros yesterday, theater was pretty dead on honestly, um, and you know I like was just the only in general, person. yeah, just in general. I mean, I was and I mean I went and saw the um. Was it the five thirty showing of the movie? Um, yeah, um, and I was the only person in there. Um, but you know, I'm not going to um, talk about um, why I think that is. That, but, that's just Utah shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, that's you know that just shows how you know far uh, some states have come with uh, you know LGBT LGBTQ plus uh, inclusion. But anyway, I digress. Um, but yeah, it was really freaking weird. Like, usually I'm used to Monday, like, even like, yep, yeah, like, cause I got out of the movie at like, um, hell, what was it? Like, uh, like eight? Cause it was like a two hour movie. So it was like close to eight when I got out. Um, yeah, barely anyone in there. Parking lot wasn't full. It was really weird. Shit. Yeah. Like, usually it's around like, six or seven maybe where theaters will start getting a little bit more traffic but yeah, maybe like, it's just people don't want to go to the theaters now don't say that oh yeah that. i don't know like it, it it could totally be that or maybe they just thought if they went to the movie theater at this specific time they people would assume they were going to go see bros <laughs> which people need to go see this movie because it's Getting a very disappointing box office so far, and it makes me sad. Yeah, the movie's freaking spoilers. It's it's good. <laughs> and Caleb's got quite a story with uh, his. Uh... Oh my gosh! <laughs> Should Did... we save that though for the headliner and like actually like talk about Black Panther two, or do you want to say it now? I mean, we're talking about it now, so why not? Okay, we'll get Sorry into Black Panther here in a second. That. No, you're good. We're, we're... We'll talk about Black Panther here in a second, but yeah. So when I went to see, so I went to see Bros today, and so when I went in, it was like completely dead because I went at like one thirty, and so it was like it really like shocks I said, me on a five dollar Tuesday. I know, right? Well, or it's also Tuesday. everyone's freaking at work. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair enough. Like Tuesday nights are usually a lot more packed, um, but Tuesday in the day, like no. Like, no one's freaking going to the movies. But I I felt very uh, profiled 
when I went to this movie. Because, okay, so for those of you that don't know, I drive my my car, my normal day-to-day car is out of commission right now. I'm I'm trying to fix some stuff, but it's out of commission. We bought this van off of my wife's brother. This van, he is a very artistic person. So he decided to paint it to look like the galaxy. So it is painted purple and like has a little hints of blue and stuff with like stars and it's just like splashes of white. It looks cool when you're not driving it. (laughs) (laughs) I get lots of comments about it when I'm driving it. (laughs) And it's like, I'm confident enough in myself where if someone like were to make a bad comment about it, I wouldn't care. Yeah. But when people could drive by and they're like, hey, your car looks cool. I'm like, I didn't do this. Um, but yeah, so when, so pulling up to a movie theater, driving that van, going into a movie to see bros puts off a very not straight vibe. (laughs) (laughs) And I understand that. I understood damn well. It's like, I wanted to go with, with Brielle. But we weren't able to find someone to watch Iris, so I had to go by myself, and I'm like, I know how this is going to look. I don't really care. (laughs) And then, so I I got my ticket, went in, and like everything was fine. Um, I did feel like I was getting hit on a little bit by the the, uh, guy getting my ticket. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he's just like, oh, like, like, you excited for this one? I'm like, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> and he was just like being very chatty and I was I'm not a very chatty person. So I was just like, "Okay, cool." And went and got my drink and freaking went into the theater. When I got in the theater, I was met by three very conservative-looking gentlemen in the front row. And or like kind of, just like slightly up like they were in the front of everyone in the theater but yes three very conservative looking gentlemen in the in the front row they were all kind of like seated one seat apart from each other good lord and so my initial thought was oh they're here to find some homosexuals and beat them up (laughs) And so that's like my, that was my initial thought going into it, right? And I saw there was only one other person in the theater besides the, those three. And it was a a woman that was sitting in like the very back row. And I'm like, that's probably a great call. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, okay, because I have a game plan. I like to, I choose to sit two rows behind the suspicious looking people just in case. So I have like, I don't have a lot of um, distance to cover because if they pull a freaking weapon, like I have, I have a game plan. Like I'm gonna freaking like take these guys out, like freaking John Wick, in my head. Like if shit goes down, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I, 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 I come up with my game plan. I'm sitting two, like two rows behind them, and I'm just like 
eyeballing these dudes like the entire freaking time like the trailers are, are going and, and whatever and i'm like okay and like you gotta think like one of these dudes was in like um he was in a flannel like blue jeans like normal looking shoes the other guy was wearing a white t-shirt um jean shorts he's like a, a heftier guy white goatee and he was wearing like a camo hat so i'm like dude like shit's about to go down (laughs) and then the other dude was like some dude in like a polo and and khakis and business shoes and and whatever so i'm i'm like okay like these dudes have just formed like a jail pact and are are ready to beat some people (laughs) up i'm like and i'm I'm freaking like ready (laughs) the or so the trailer start going and one of the guys like so one of the the trailers that played was um um I want to dance with somebody the Whitney Houston movie and when that that song started playing that I want to dance with somebody like they want the guy at the very end the one in the polo shirt started like bopping his head back and forth and I was like uh and I, and he looked over at his buddies and as doing it and so they all started doing it and my nerves just went completely back down to normal I'm like okay these good. guys are just here for a good time <laughs> okay Good. good. So not, nothing suspicious happened with that. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, great. Like, freaking good. Because, like, I had it. Do- My game plan was if shit went down, like, if one of them stood up and, like, started reaching for something, I was going to take my drink, throw it at them, and then freaking, like, smack, like, pull one guy down to the ground, push his friend over the rail. Like, I was ready to freaking go down. <laughs> <laughs> and like and there was like the guy on the end he kept standing up to go to the bathroom and every time he stood up i like grabbed my drink and was like i'm freaking ready dude (laughs) (laughs) like freaking try something (laughs) um oh shit but yeah and so after i after the movie was over and like we all left and like like i said assumptions were made because when they when the three gentlemen were leaving uh the one on the the end he like looked over at me and i just kind of gave him like a little nod and then he like pounded his chest like we're part of some club and i'm like oh no it's not like that dude (laughs) 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 and and i'm like whatever like forget it so i got up went to and went to the bathroom and then that same dude comes in and goes to one of the urinals next to me. And he's just like, I hear him say, like, from behind me, he's like, hey, did you like the movie? And I just kind of stood there because I thought he was talking to one of his friends. And then, like, no one answered. And so I kind of, like, turned around real quick. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, me? And he's like, yeah, you, did you like the movie? And I was like, yeah, it was good. And <laughs> he, um... And so he's just like, yeah, like, it's great learning about, like, our people, right? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> I sounded Dude. like I was, like, very much in the closet. I'm like, no, no I, I, I'm, str- I'm, I'm not, I'm, no. <laughs> you're, you're, and, you're an ally, but you're straight. Yeah. That, right? Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just an ally, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I, and like, started telling him, I'm like, I, I. Me and my my bro got a podcast and we're talking about this movie tonight, and and he's like, oh okay, it, like kind of in that like, 
Oh, like kind of that vibe. <laughs> like no, yeah. like like I didn't want to like overexplain myself because I felt like that would have been like really suspicious too. And so we like finished up, was walking out to the the car. He was <laughs> fortunately him and his buddies were parked like right in front of me. Oh shit! And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> So, I'm like, I just freaking got done telling this dude that I'm not part of this little gang. <laughs> and I'm getting in this super, like, flamboyant car. <laughs> and I could tell, so it was like, separated. So it was like the drive, the driving portion, and then there's like the two on the, like, separate sides. Yeah. So him and his buddies were on like one side, I was on the other. And so they were like out smoking. And so I get in my car, get everything ready, and I kind of was like I put my sunglasses on and then started like catching like looks at them. And the guy that I was talking to in the bathroom was like looking kind of like nodded towards me. And then all of them just kind of like got a quick little glance and looked back. And I could tell just by the, like the the looks on their face that they're just like, yeah, he he hasn't figured it out yet. <laughs> oh <laughs> and I almost God. wanted to drive off and be like, I'm married to a woman. <laughs> hey, but they could have thought you were bisexual. I know, probably. Like, I, yeah. Like, like anyway, they they, they could have thought I was part of that club, but I <laughs> didn't want to. Like, I mean, it's over- an awesome club. It's an awesome yeah, club. I know, I know. Like I said, it's like <laughs> I didn't want to over defend myself because I think that comes off as suspicious. But it, it was just a funny interaction. And I, I, I freaking, don't know the way that you like say that from his point of view. I'm pretty. She was hitting on you. You think? I think so. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he, he was a whole totally... lot to work off of because he's like, you like it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, dude, you you got flirted with. <laughs> Oh, and what anyway, the hell? That's, After that's I, bro- literally, I get nothing from when I go to see bros. I don't get flirted <laughs> with nothing. I mean the 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 um the girl that uh scanned my barcode on my phone. She was cute, but um no, I I didn't get. Yeah, you probably had idea. an assumption made about you too. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. But hey, I wouldn't have been mad if like if if a uh, cute guy hit on me. I wouldn't have been mad. <laughs> Okay, well, he was like sixty, so. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, they were like thought... old dudes. Like I told you, they oh. were so, like. Like that's why that's why I was suspicious. It wasn't the fact that they were just like three guys. It was like three oh, older dude. gentlemen that Sorry, smelled of cigarette like, smoke and like were wearing 20s. camo. No, they oh. were like in their sixties. Holy shit! Okay, never mind. But still, though, I think I think you, you got a um. What's the word? I uh. What's an old person that chases younger people? There's a word for it. I just don't know what it is. I don't know what it is for men, but it's like cougar. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like if it's a woman. But yeah. Either way, I got profiled very heavily <laughs> this movie viewing. <laughs> <laughs> and like Dude, I said, I'm not upset amazing. about it. It was just super funny. <laughs> Dude, that is amazing. Oh my god. And, like, Brielle, like, addressed all these concerns with me before I went. She's just like, you know you're going to a movie about, like, LGBT, and you're, like, alone, right? 
and like yes i i understand how this looks <laughs> i understand the optics <laughs> dude but what was like, really I, funny. I need to <laughs> what was really funny is because i had forgotten that we had like the conversation about you know like oh this movie being made for us and so <laughs> when you text me being like oh yeah this movie was totally made for us i'm like Wait, but you're not gay, or and you're not bi, so that was made for both of us. You're you're not you're not pan. It's made you're... for the podcast, Rose. <laughs> I'm so I forgot that we had that conversation, so I got like thrown off. I'm like, I mean, he's an ally, but he's not part of the community, so I'm very confused. <laughs> Freaking like it that like you're not part of this club, man. <laughs> I don't mean you know I don't mean that. No, I, I know. <laughs> so yeah, th- that's why this review is going to be very interesting. A uh, st- uh, a straight man and a bisexual man reviewing <laughs> bros. But um, I don't know if you've ever said that on the podcast before. I think I have, or have I've you? like leaned into it. I don't know if I have, but yeah, for everyone watching, uh, yeah, I'm bisexual. So. Ooh. There it is. So, if any of you didn't know, yep, Rose is bisexual. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, Black Panther 2. (laughs) (laughs) That segue. (laughs) Right. Perfect. How else could you have done it? Or what better way would there have been to done it? I feel... Did... I don't know English. That was Rose taking a left turn in a freaking intersection. <laughs> like, oh, now? And then just crank it to the left. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. But yeah, what we were supposed to end up talking about, Black Panther 2 released... I'd say this is more of like a trailer. Because like, the first thing that we got is more of a teaser, right? I would agree. I just don't know if they're going to release another trailer after this. I don't I mean, think so either, because it comes out next month. Well, I think maybe we might get one more. I honestly hope we don't, because, I don't know, I've seen everything that I need to. I mean, it's Black Panther 2. The first one was great. We're all excited for this one. I mean, you know, unfortunately, with the passing of Chadwick Boseman... Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle the death of him in the universe, or the death of uh, T'Challa. But I feel from just the glimpses that we've seen in these trailers, because there's barely any audio in this one and the last one, they are paying so much... Uh, what's the word? Um, they're taking his death seriously. Like They are making sure that the audience understands how big of a loss T'Challa is to Wakanda. And I love that so much. Yeah. Um, have you seen the things going around on TikTok for what what people are want, are doing for this movie? Mm-mm. Like the the big thing. I don't know if it's like exclusive or anything, but it's something I'm probably going to do. <laughs> um, people are wearing like all white to the to the movies. Like how, like, because what's the reasoning? So you know how, like, all the Wakandans are dressed in white for what we assume is the funeral. Oh yes. So that's like what they're like. Where just wearing like a white shirt or just like a blank white shirt or just a color of 
like some sort of royalty or just something okay. like involving like your culture or if you don't have like a, a, a culture then it's just wearing white and huh. I'm like I'll do that I'll do that all freaking day yeah that's awesome yeah so I, I, I'm probably going to do that dude I might do that too one thing actually one thing I might do so the the Black Panther, um, you remember like the Black Panther artwork that we I made, where it's just kind of our the All Bros logo, but in like a Black Panther style, kind of like yes. the stylization before I got like actually good at creating the the artwork. <laughs> I I do remember that. Yes, I do. Yeah. So. If you guys want to see it, like just go back to our Black Panther episode. You should be able to see it. But I kind of put some like tribal um, fabric patterns on on our logo. So I'm, what I'm thinking of doing is just ordering a white hoodie and taking that logo, but like changing the color, like colorizing it to be like white. To, and then wearing that to the uh, the movie, dude, that would look so sick. Yeah, I'll have to mess around with it, but I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, dude, you gotta yeah, you gotta send me a pic of that. Or like, show show me how it turns out, cause ooh, that's yeah. gonna look awesome. Or I might just get ahead of the game and create the the artwork for that episode ahead of time. Yeah, it's never nothing wrong with getting an early start. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what I I end up doing, but that's kind of like what I'm thinking of of doing. Like whatever I do, whether it be like the old artwork or the new artwork, just colorizing it to be like white, so you it, it's like you can almost barely see it. I like it, but I, I think that'd be dope. Oh hell yeah, dude! It'd be dope as fuck. Yeah, but um, this trailer was sick. It gave Dude, us a lot more seriously. like action. Gave us some of Namor talking, and like I I loved like his his voice, like the accent that they decided to go with him. I think it fit really well. Um, absolutely agree. And his his dialogue about the broken people being the best leaders is like whoa <laughs> that's like freaking shakespeare kind of poetry like shoot straight up like i freaking love what they've done with namor i don't really i don't know like anything about namor from the comics so, uh, but so what i see here he's great yeah well so if you don't know anything about namor he's he's an atlantean um, he does dwell in the, in the water. He has wings on his ankles and he's usually portrayed as an Asian or someone with like an Asian heritage. Oh, okay. So they did a complete race swap with him, making him more like an Aztec, like Mayan culture. Interesting. Which I freaking loved. But one of the the biggest changes that they've made because like Namor's always been compared to or associated with Aquaman. 
like name it's like oh namor is just the marvel's aquaman which yes it's true they're both atlantean and in the comics they both carry uh tridents or like namor will occasionally wield a trident um i love that they swapped the trident out for a spear yeah that looks freaking badass yeah it like everything they've done with him looks freaking awesome like i thought the wings on his feet were going to look like stupid they pulled it off amazingly well like just the way that he like flies with them and like the way that they associate like the atlanteans call him the the feathered serpent or something like that yeah, I forget what Mbaku called him. Yeah, but it... Oh, like, this movie looks like it's going to be, like, just a cultural mass of amazing. <laughs> like, uh, we're no, just, I, I agree. I hope we get a lot of more, like, African culture with Wakanda. I hope we get some, like, good culture, like, Aztec Mayan culture with Namor. Like, I, I hope we get just everything with that and i'm excited and we got our our, the best look we've gotten yet as shuri oh yeah dude her black panther outfit i love it dude they have differentiated her black panther from t'challa's so well i love that they included like the dots that she had on her um her uh, head uh, during the final fight in the first one. I love yeah, that that's included dude. in her Wakanda, or not Wakanda, her Black Panther outfit. Yeah, and I like that she she, she kind of has that more showy feel, like with the gold on her. Like, cause it works though for her character. Yeah, it's it works really well. It like what it makes me think of is um, Killmonger's suit. Because, yes. like, she made two different versions of the same suit. She made T'Ch- the one that T'Challa went with, which I think this was kind of, like, foreshadowing a little bit, in a way. I mean, obviously not, because we thought we would have Chadwick Boseman with us. But sl- some slight foreshadowing that she made, like, a Black Panther suit for her brother, where it's more the more simple design, not super showy, it's just very plain. And then she has the more showy version where it's like the highlights of gold, like the gold embroidery, the golden face, like kind of has like um, cheetah print on it, like kind of has something, like I said, something a little bit more showy. And I love that she kind of has a mixture of all of that, where her suit is very sleek, but it has just those hints of um, character from herself has a little bit of T'Challa in there, has a little bit of what she was going for with um, uh, Killmonger's suit. Because uh, Shuri is a lot more extravagant than T'Challa in, in taste, That, at least from what That's we've true. seen of her. Yeah. Like, she kind of likes flashy more than she does 
sleek. Yeah. And so it, it makes sense and it looks awesome. So it I, I'm, it really I'm so excited to see what they do with this movie. I'm t- just like the first trailer. Um, whoever like picks out like the certain music that they want showcased in these trail in these trailers, can they please get a raise? Because they the music gets you so hyped. It's incredible. No joke. Like no oh joke my at God. all. Yeah, I I was freaking blown away with this trailer. Yeah, this this got me even more excited. I I can't wait for Black Panther too. This, yeah, if another trailer comes might... out, I'm probably not going to watch it. <laughs> Same here, because I mean, this will. I don't know. This might this might be my favorite Marvel movie of the year. We'll see. What what do we have gotten... in the running for Isn't that? It... It's Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. No. Yeah. Is that it? Is it just those two? No Way Home came out last year. Last year. Yeah, I think that's it. Then we've just gotten okay. a bunch of shows. Yeah. So I feel like we got one more. Yeah, I. Yeah, I thought that as well. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Um, Morbius. That's not even going to be in the running. Out any? Yeah, it looks like that was it. Okay, shit. Well, I guess um, um, yeah, Black Panther two, Doctor Strange, Morbius, and Thor. Did um, didn't Across the Spider Verse get postponed? Yes, Part One got pushed to twenty twenty three. Okay, that's what I thought. It's Across the Spider Verse, right? Part One. Okay. If that movie was coming out this year, that would be in the running for number one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, But, But yeah. yeah, um, Other than Black Adam, I don't think we're getting any other superhero movies this year. Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't think so. Like, Shazam is supposed to come out next year. Flash got pushed to next year. Aquaman got pushed to next year. Yeah, we don't have any... Oh, we have more like Marvel content coming out because we have Werewolf by Night coming out this month, actually in a few days. Um, and then we have the Guardians holiday special coming. Oh yeah. Oh, did you hear that they uh, decided to turn Armored Wars into a movie instead of a TV show? Yes, and I That's am awesome. Very pleased with that. I am too. Can't wait to see Don Cheadle back in the war machine armor. Yeah, that's going to be sick. What was I going to say? Yeah. Oh, so, sorry. Just really quickly. No, you're good. So, I had not seen the second trailer for Black Adam until I, I saw Burroughs in theaters. I'm actually pretty excited for that movie now. Like, I was kind of just, you know, it, I'm very interested. But no, that second trailer really sold me. Dude, they they have some crazy shit. In the works with Black Adam. Like, I had no idea that the guy that plays uh, Hawkman, I didn't know that it's the same actor that uh, freaking played um, MC Ren in Straight Outta Compton. I forget his yeah. name. But guy's amazing actor, so that's freaking awesome that he's in it. Dude, apparently, The Rock has some crazy plans 
for the DCEU. Like, he was able to get a confirmed cameo for Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. Those are confirmed? In in future projects, yes. Hell yeah. So, I I don't know which projects those are exactly. I think it might be Batman is going to cameo in Aquaman. And Henry Cavill is going to cameo in Shazam, I think. That would make sense. Yeah, but the rumor is that it's all leading up to a Black Adam versus movie. Where it's either going to be Black Adam versus the Justice League, or it's going to be Black Adam versus the Shazam family. Ooh. And I'm kind of hoping it's Justice League. (laughs) I am too, yeah. Like, as much as I know a lot of people shit on Justice League, I mean, Zack Snyder's version was a huge step up, but, yeah, I I still want to see the Justice League versus Black Adam. Yeah, that would be the shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like, especially if, like, I I don't know, it would just be really cool to see, because especially with him going up against the JSA this year, or... yeah. Like this go round, so it's kind of like a lead up to something a little bit bigger. So that's true. Yeah, my hope is that it's like it's a lead in, like maybe this is how they bring Shazam into the Justice League. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm freaking pumped. Yeah, give me both. Like I, I okay. pray that this movie is as good as the trailers make it out to be seriously because yeah that first trailer like it was good but like i said what didn't really sell me this one really sold me i'm actually really excited for black adam yeah so yeah we'll be breaking that one down when it comes out um as well as black panther oh yeah and as well as the mario movie (laughs) yeah so yeah black adam's first though right because that comes out this month right yeah. Is it kind of like October twenty fourth or something like that? Twenty uh, first. That's when it comes out. Yeah. So we might not be breaking it down like immediately because we have kind of a packed schedule. Like, spoiler alert: next week we're doing Hocus Pocus two. Then it's going to be Halloween ends. Then Halloween twenty eighteen. Because we got to review the whole trilogy. Makes sense. Yeah. So we're, we'll have all of those done. And then it's like, I think right after that is Black Adam. Yeah. I mean, you know, makes sense. It won't be immediately after, but it will be Halloween. shortly after. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I'm sorry to say I'm more excited for the final fight between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers than I am for the... The Justice Society of America versus Black Adam. I don't think anyone is surprised by that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You right, you right. All right, well, um, unless you got anything else to say, Caleb. Nope. Okay, well, let's move on to our headliner then of our breakdown of Bros.
Alright, so on this week's headliner, the All Bros will be breaking down bros. <laughs> Just has such a nice ring to it. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Caleb, would you like to tell everybody how we break down films on this podcast? I would love to. If you are new to the breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final all bros letter grade the eight categories that we score are story writing acting character development effects music costumes and then we give it our own personal score at the very end all of those numbers get magically added up in our algorithm and spit out a letter grade for us to compare this movie to others of a similar grade and it gives us a percentage to compare that movie to others within that category. So it kind of gives us a a ranking for that instead of just like a. It makes it more fun. It makes it like I I don't know where exactly. I was getting at, but it it makes it more fun for <laughs> us <laughs> to exactly. have like a ranking and have it like based off percentages. Yes, but like I think ultimately, whenever we talk about the movies, it's. We only seem to ever refer to like the score got like oh it got a whatever like a B plus like we don't really care too much about the percentage. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, the percentage is more just to see where it ranks in our movies, but yeah. Anyway, with that over explained piece of information, if you have not seen Bros. Please do yourself a service and go check this movie out. It is an amazing watch. And we cannot recommend this one enough. Um, so, with that, Rose is about to read off the entire synopsis for this movie. So, if you listen past this point and have anything spoiled for you, it's your own freaking fault. Really, It, it really is. It, it yeah. really is. Because this movie is such a treat. For it being... I'm pretty sure this is the first gay rom- yeah, this is the first gay rom-com and it's one of the funniest movies I've seen in a very long time. I don't know enough about gay rom-coms to confirm or deny I that swear statement, it but is. It, it's up there, yes. <laughs> I think cuz I swear Billy Eichner actually said that this is the first gay rom-com. Okay. I mean, I'll yeah. I'll buy that. Hey, you'll uh, buy so yeah. that. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, that's probably if you listen many past of, this uh, point. Jokes to come. Yeah, if you listen past this point, and anything spoiled for you, it's your own fault. So with that, yeah. Rose, would you care to read the synopsis for us? I would love to. All right, Bobby Lieber is doing another episode of his New York podcast and radio show, The Eleventh Brick at Stonewall, talking to callers about his written works on gay history and gay icons. He claims to be fine with being single and not having found love, hooking up with random men over Grinder. Bobby attends an awards ceremony for the LGBTQ community where he wins an award for Best Cis Male Gay Man. He announces that he has accepted a position as a curator for the upcoming new National LGBTQ Plus History Museum in Manhattan, the first such museum in the world. Bobby joins his friend Henry at a nightclub in the city where a new gay dating app is being launched and spots Aaron Shepard, whom Henry describes as hot but boring. Aaron and Bobby flirt and exchange a kiss, but Aaron doesn't appear interested in Bobby. 
A few days later, the two start to spend time together, but their relationship is rocky. When Bobby meets with Deborah Messing, who wants to donate to the museum, he complains to her about his complicated relationship with Aaron. Messing gets angry, lamenting that many gay men vent to her because of her role on Will and Grace, and decides not to donate to the museum. <laughs> Just her tangent. Do I look like my character? Do I look like my character in the show? <laughs> it was just a character. I love, yeah, I loved that scene, dude. I love. <laughs> she pointed out the lesbian and was just like, "Do you have any issues that you want to talk to me about?" And she's like, "No." And she's like, "See, because lesbians have their shit together." <laughs> <laughs> so good. Dude, I- and the fact I- that she has I to point out, so I want crazy. her to escort me out. <laughs> I laughed my ass off at that joke. That was so good. (laughs) So good. So, so good. Oh, man. All right. After some time apart, Bobby and Aaron spend an afternoon at a park and then return to Aaron's apartment to have sex. Aaron confides that his original dream was to be a chocolatier, but had thought that it was unachievable and never pursued it. Bobby invites Aaron to a trip to Provincetown, where he solicits an eccentric millionaire for a donation to the museum. The millionaire is unimpressed by Bobby at first, but Aaron helps him to adjust his pitch, and they score a $5 million donation. Bobby's impressed by Aaron, and the two grow closer romantically, and Bobby opens up about having to tone down his flamboyant behavior to make others comfortable. When Aaron's family comes to the city for a visit, Bobby's excessive outspoken behavior ends up causing a rift between the two men. Bobby attempts to use steroids to get fit, but he's interrupted by an emergency at the museum. People are threatening to boycott and pull donations over an exhibit that su- over an exhibit that suggests that Abraham Lincoln was gay. Bobby wants to keep the exhibit, but his co-workers want to get rid of it, and they fight. Bobby goes to the gym to work out after using steroids. He meets a guy there named Joel and uses a lower-toned bro voice to appeal to him. They go back to Joel's place to hook up, but when Bobby uses his real voice, Joel gets angry and tells Bobby to leave. I'll admit... It would throw me through a freaking loop if, like, someone's, like, talking, like, super deep, like, yo, what's up, bro? Yeah, you, dude, dude, you, you know, you want to hook up, you want to have sex. And then after, you know, you got, you guys do the deed, um, you just get, like, a whole, like, oh, my God, like, you know, different personality. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I would, I would react like him. Um, It would definitely, like, throw someone off, I feel. Because yeah. it's like you're presenting in a certain way, and then suddenly you're not that way anymore. It, it's yeah. almost like you'd be caught off guard by a stranger in that sense. Or it's just like like how he said, he's like, oh my gosh, are you going to like kill me? <laughs> <laughs> like it, yeah. it just, it does kind of give off those serial killer vibes. Like, hey, I'm pretending to be someone to get you into a certain situation, and then I'm going to reveal who I really am. Like, that's kind of scary. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So, I mean, I do feel that it was maybe a little over the top, like in in the in his reaction. Um, like I think, I don't know. I I've never been put in in a situation like that where it's like neither have I. I've been led to believe that someone was a certain way, but then it turned out to be like. A different situation yeah so like that's always kind of come over time <laughs> where it's like oh you're not quite who i thought you were 
but it's never been something as like drastic as that. So yeah. it's it's hard for me to say if like oh yeah that's how I'd react to or that no like I wouldn't react I don't know. But I do see the the side of it being very startling. That's fair. So yeah. Fair enough. Um, after some time, Bobby returns to work and reconciles with his coworkers over his anger issues. The other, the others, including Angela and Wanda, all admit they have their own anger issues as well over matters such as their sexual identities. They all agree to compromise on the exhibit exhibits that will be presented. Meanwhile, Aaron quits his job and fulfills his dream of making chocolates, telling Bobby that all proceeds will go to the museum. I feel that they're leaving out a huge plot hole, not not plot hole, but they're leaving out a huge thing with this story. And that's the fact that during the whole relationship part with Aaron and Bobby, um, one of Aaron's um, old hockey mates comes into the picture with his, um, with his soon to be wife. Um, but then soon after it turns out that um, his friend comes out as being gay and um, that actually um, gets uh, Aaron, um, you know, like, like kind of interested. He actually asked Bobby, like, "Hey, how do you feel about being in an open relationship?" And at first, Bobby's like kind of into it, but then he's like, "You know what? Actually, not n- no." That's um, okay. I don't think he was into it. Eh, I, fair I, I enough. Think he, I because th- he kind of said, yeah, no, he's I like, I just I'm didn't want to be lame." Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it, it's. He, I don't think he was like open to it. I think he was pressured into being open to it. Yeah, because he that, kind of expressed true. that he wasn't super into it when they went to go hook up with that like fake baseball player and his husband. Yeah, like didn't seem super into it then, and I think it was more of an experience. Like he just wanted to be there with Aaron, yeah, instead of Aaron going off by himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the freaking rando Steve. <laughs> God, dude, dude! I thought I recognized that guy, and then finally, um, I looked it up online. He was freaking. Um, have you seen the show The Middle? No, but I have. I do know about that show. Okay, so yeah, the the guy is uh, one of uh, Sue, the daughter's like best friends on it. <laughs> but like in the show, you can definitely tell he he is a closeted gay kid. Right. Okay. Very. Like <laughs> when the parents first meet him, especially the dad, he's just like, "Yeah, I don't have to worry about him hitting on my daughter." I, I, I don't think he knows, but I know. <laughs> oh, yeah that that was a very interesting interaction. Yeah, is like oh. especially when he explained it like later when he was saying like, "I just." Like, hey, if you were insecure about this, why didn't you say anything? Because I didn't want to be lame. And it's like it's true. Like when you're when you're pressured into a situation like that, it like you don't want to be lame. Like you want to allow your partner to do and explore the things that they want to do. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but I think that shared like a really good message on like, hey, knowing and like setting your own personal boundaries. And I feel like he went about it in a really healthy way like set, talking about it afterward like oh, obviously like i think if it would have been a discussion there when they were all kind of like inebriated 
it would yeah. have been a much like higher escalation situation. Yeah. But I think afterwards when it's like after it's kind of all said and done and he's he expressed his feelings about it and was like, hey, not necessarily a big fan of that. Yeah. And then Aaron was just like very receptive. Like, oh, okay. And yeah. Yeah. Um, Kind of going into like the whole like with Aaron's, you know, parents being there, you know, um, there's kind of a huge, there, not kind of, there is a huge falling out between Aaron and Bobby just because, you know, Bobby starts, you know, like really, because Aaron asks like, hey, you know, can you just tone it down for the time that we're with my parents? But Bobby's just like, you know what? No, I want to be myself. I'm going to, you know, not hide who I am. And this leads into him literally telling uh, Aaron's family that he hates his life. Um, and so that makes Aaron mad. And they have a huge fight. They they don't break up at this point yet. But he, um, they, uh, like I think, go like a day or two without talking to each other. Or wait, no, is this the same night that he finds him at the bar with that guy? I'm pretty sure it was the same night. Yeah, yes, he, it he was. he freaking bounced, which... That was such a tough scene to watch. It was... Extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, the secondhand embarrassment for everyone. Like, because I, I, I don't know whose team I was on with that one but it it flip-flopped hard because i was just like whenever um yeah whenever bobby was talking i was just like okay like stop stop <laughs> and then aaron when he's just like hey can you like be less yourself i'm like ooh, like shouldn't have said that yeah i'm like now you're at the wrong <laughs> yeah and then when bobby like it it I kept flip-flopping, because then freaking Bobby threw out, like, yeah, like, Aaron, who hates his life. And I'm like, oh, shit, dude. <laughs> like, chill out. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't need to be spilling your your significant other's dirty laundry like that, man. Yeah. And so it was, yeah. I think, ultimately, Aaron was definitely in the wrong for asking that. No, I agree. That. Yeah. But then um, I liked how Bobby kind of admitted to it afterward, where he's yeah. like, "If or when Aaron like called him out and was like, hey, it felt like you were doing that on purpose.'" And he's like, "Cause I was." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, fair enough, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So yeah. Like like Caleb said, that happened. So this happens the same night that you know, like they, they have a huge fight. They go their separate ways, but. Bobby wants to, you know, work through it and actually talk. So he goes to the bar that they, f or wait, no, he, I don't know if it's the bar that they first met, but he goes to a bar because he, fo he follows the taxi that Aaron gets into. Um, and he sees, um, Aaron, um, kind of like play fighting, um, but also kissing. Um, it's kind of a uh, similar situation that he was in earlier. What, like, Apparently, Aaron turns on by violence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like play fighting, or you can call it play fighting, but it like gets intense enough where onlookers are like, hey, what's going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to step away. 
Dude, I thought that was um, so well done on like that group's part. Yeah, where, like, they were all worked up. They're like, "Hey, what's going?" Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just gonna let you guys do you. We're gonna go over, back over there. Uh, yeah. So, so Bobby sees uh, Aaron kiss. I forget his freaking name. His uh, hockey buddy, um, and so Bobby breaks it off. Um, and then a couple nights later, they uh, both uh, run into each other at the same bar that they met. And um, Aaron asks to talk to Bobby. They have a talk, but it actually turns out that Bobby is not willing to take him back um, because he doesn't want to get hurt again. Um, because after being single for 40 years and actually finally starting to open up his heart to someone, it screwed. he got screwed. And so... His reaction was completely justifiable. And oh, absolutely. I thought that it was going to go the route of them going their own separate ways for a minute. And I'm yeah. like, this movie's got some balls on it, dude. I Maybe I'm just not good at calling this kind of shit. But I honestly did not expect them um, to get back together. Um, I really thought that they were actually... Yeah, I, dude, I am so shitty about calling this shit out. I don't know what no, it is. Okay, like, it. in your defense, though, they did pull that off very well on it being like, okay. hey, no, like, not into this anymore. Because the fact like, that, like, what really sealed it for me is when Aaron literally tells Bobby, you know, I'm I'm representation that you can actually be loved and that you know how to love somebody. Yeah. That was, I that, loved that's what that. got me too. I was just like, oh shit, like this is like done done. Yeah. And I'm like, where do we go from here? And then like it eventually got to the point. Like when he's I didn't start thinking that they were gonna get back together until they were like at the opening of the the museum. So yeah. I was like uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> like yeah. he, now he's around all these happy couples, and it's like he wants that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So leading into, I I I feel like I just wanted to put um put in a couple of the gap that like huge gap I feel that they missed the person who wrote this I feel missed in the plot because I feel yeah. that's definitely a very <laughs> uh unless you're like actually going to see this movie I think that's uh, definitely something that you need to know. To understand oh, yeah, the story, for sure. Um, but so it says on the opening night of the museum, a large crowd turns out. Bobby misses Aaron, and after talking to his friend Tina, decides to text him. Hey, what's up? Aaron gets the text and is encouraged by his brother to go after the person he loves. Aaron runs to the museum and arrives just as Bobby begins his speech. When he sees Aaron arrive, he proceeds to sing a song he wrote about their relationship, inspired by the music of Garth Brooks, Aaron's favorite singer. When the song ends, uh, song like I freaking love the song. It was really good. Okay, you know what confused the ever living shit out of me? What? When he so when they were talking about the or when he was kind of doing the montage and making the song for Aaron, Bobby was. What he was watching was a video. Brad Paisley 
And so when he was watching that and he suddenly starts like making a song and he's like, oh, I wrote this song and it's inspired by Garth Brooks. I'm like, wait, what the hell? You were just watching Brad Paisley. <laughs> like, that's not Garth Brooks. I guess, I guess all country guys are the same to him or country I, I singers. Must be or something like that. It, like, as a country fan, I did ap- kind of appreciate that in a way because I'm like, what the That's not Garth Brooks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like I was almost expecting him to start singing a song to the tune of a Brad Paisley song. Yeah. And then him be and then Aaron being like, that's actually Brad Paisley. That's not Garth Brooks. <laughs> Which I would have last, laughed my ass off at that. But <laughs> when no, like we we got him like singing. I, oh yeah, to the dude. Tune if, of a Garth Brooks song. <laughs> if literally right before they kiss, or like right after they kiss, he he's just like, yeah, um, that 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 wasn't to the tune of a Garth Brooks song or something, and just Bobby <laughs> being like, shut up, and like just be like, just shut up and kiss me. That that would have been great. I w- I would have loved that. That would have been a great like final joke for yeah, at least the that that act that scene yeah. Okay, so when the song ends, Bobby and Aaron kiss to applause from the crowd. They agree to date for three months before reassessing their relationship. Oh my god, that joke was so freaking funny. Dude, Aaron was flipping out. <laughs> it's like, uh, Bobby? Uh, yeah, um, we just like, got back together. Are you are really you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god, I loved it. All right. Uh, uh, and that's then a good one. Three months later, Annie brings her second grade class to the museum, and Bobby and Aaron are still dating. Bobby runs away playfully when Aaron asks if he ever wants kids. Oh, man. Dude, this had classic like rom-com vibes all over it. It, it really did. So, for those oh, of you that don't know, Judd Apatow who is like <sighs> amazing at like just romantic comedies <laughs> like he's done let's see i'm just going to pull up his his m- movies he's done this is 40 he's done knocked up 40 year old virgin uh forgetting sarah marshall uh, the Big Sick. I'm trying to see other like, it's hard because he does like just plain old comedies too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zookeeper, kinda. Yeah, that's about it. I'll say. At least in like romantic comedy world. But he. Yeah, so I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> he um, he he well, writes Jet Up to just produced it, right? Yes, he was just the producer. Okay. Um, the director was Nicholas Stoller, who's done some other projects. Not really. He's done more comedies than anything. Um, he hasn't directed a whole lot in his life. He's done. Um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, um, the two Neighbors movies, and Storks. At least those are the, the bigger ones that we would know. Yeah. Um, so he hasn't done a whole lot, but I think he did an amazing job with 
this. It did kind of have a classic, like, Meg Ryan feel. Yeah, it did. And the freaking fact that it was written... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, like him... like So, Nicholas Stoller and Billy Eichner are the ones that wrote this movie. Yeah, that is so so freaking cool. This is where, with my scores... They're gonna, they're gonna differ wildly. Oh shit! Not like, not like, not a ton, but it's for me. Like okay. it's it's wild. Like you know how usually it's like, hey, the story gets, I don't know, like an eighty-five, and the writing gets like an eighty-six. <laughs> like how yeah. it's usually like like that close to each other. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's gonna be like kind of a big gap. So, like, which is higher, writing or story? For me, the writing is higher. Okay. The story for me, like I said, felt very kind of textbook rom-com. Kind of had, like... that's what I loved about it. I know. It it had a really good feel about it. Just, like, a kind of heartwarming feel. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it absolutely it, did. It was great. Like it was I loved how they did everything. Like just the uh the hesitation towards being in a relationship between yeah. the two and then it's 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 almost like they didn't even like address it. They just kind of were suddenly an item. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was funny because it's like, hey, neither of the, these guys really wanted to date. But guess what? Now you're meeting his friends. Now you're meeting his family. Now, now all this, and you still haven't really talked about it. Oh yeah, and the fact like after they uh, they have sex for the first time, um, freaking um, Bobby's just like, oh my god, I never thought I would date someone. I forget the line that he says, and Aaron's just like, we're dating. And he's just like, what? No, we're not dating. And just like you know, jokes it off or shrugs it yeah. off. <laughs> so I thought that was really funny because it's like what this movie did really good. And this is what I attribute to writing is they played off some of like the relationship issues and struggles really well. Like there's a lot of times where at least with my first two girlfriends, like, we didn't really address what we were. <laughs> yeah. Like, we never had that conversation. It was never like, oh, you're my you're my girlfriend, or I'm your boyfriend. or It wasn't anything like that. We just one day started calling each other that. <laughs> like, when I didn't know how else to, like, explain my relationship to them or no, to someone no, else. I get, I get you wrong. Yeah. So, it... it I appreciated that and like the, the realism, but I attribute more of that to the writing. Story-wise, the the way I explained it to you earlier before we started recording, it had a very really high budget Hallmark feel to it, where in like you have one person who's really focused on their career. Not really wanting to get into a relationship. Love at first sight. Like, having a decent relationship for, for a while. Like, decent relationship montage. Something that, like, breaks them up. Or, like, 
get makes them fight and separate for a time and then they come back together at the end like very cookie cutter movie in that sense and because of that my story score is like 85 Ooh, okay okay I, i respect it i think it was better done than other movies that i have seen Okay. And that's like I said, mostly attributed to the writing and the acting. They, yeah, like yeah. spoiler alert, both of those scores are going to be really high. But yeah. when you when I'm thinking just overall story, it was a fairly average rom com story. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I I understand. Um, uh, for me, I'd say I'd say I am higher. Um. Like I was telling Caleb, this is the first love story in a very long time. I have been so, um, what's the word? Um, like invested oh, in? Thank you. Invested in. Like from start to finish, I wanted to see these two guys end up together. Um, Are you big now, into th- rom-coms or just like romantic movies in general? I am actually. Hmm. Mostly rom-coms. Seen... Yeah. Like just just romantic movies, like whether it be like dramas or whatever, it doesn't necessarily have the, to be like romantic comedies. Yeah, I mean, I would say I'm more so. I I prefer romantic comedies over just romantic movies. Right. Um, but I mean, I don't know if it's just because like this is one of the first like gay relationships I've seen portrayed in a film. Why I love it so much and like why I was rooting for it so much. Uh, I mean, well, it's actually like, not even the first like relationship because i mean we've seen other gay couples it's like the where they were the focus of of it that like that's the main, true just yeah like it's the, like the main focus that's what was different about it and it it did have a very like fresh vibe to it yeah which is awesome um, and then like it being super explicit and everything too <laughs> yeah that that just that's just what made it better um yeah, just like it, it's been a it's it's been a hot minute since uh, I I've loved a, a rom com this much. Um, so I'm I'm honestly at a ninety. Completely fair, completely fair. Yeah, I like I said, the only reason it's down that low is just because of how cookie cutter it feels. Now, and that's understandable. I think like I I don't know. I'm the kind of person that like eats that shit up. So I yeah. love it. I know. I I love it too. Like I like. Don't get me wrong. Like a good, like a good romantic comedy. Like any good cut, cookie cutter movie. Like yeah. I'll freaking eat up. Like no man's business. <laughs> it's just in ways of storytelling, it's nothing too original. Where this movie gets its originality, and it's like in the details, it's the writing. That's kind of how I've always kind of viewed story and writing, like those categories. It's like story is just kind of the quick, bare bones, like, hey, what's this about? And the writing is like in the details. Yeah. I will say I I can't I wouldn't put this into writing or story or anything because it really doesn't like affect the grade or anything. But I'm amazed of how much LGBTQ um like history they put into this movie stuff that I didn't even know. I mean, I've only been um, out as being bisexual for, I think like two years now. Um, 
Maybe it's less time. Has it been that long? I don't actually. I don't think it's been that long. It's been like a year. I was gonna say like, uh, like yeah. Sorry, (laughs) I'm (laughs) getting ahead of myself. Pretty sure I could still pull up the message when you like told me. Yeah, you probably could. Um, so I don't really know as much as about the community as I probably should. I haven't done a lot of my own research. Well, it's not like you're in a state that like is a good place to learn about all that shit. (laughs) True that. That's why I love Georgia. They're actually like really good about teaching people about Eh, some places in Georgia. Don't get crazy. (laughs) Fair enough, but it's better than Utah. So you gotta get that. Like I just happen to live in like one of two (laughs) cities that like is okay with that shit. (laughs) Yeah, that is and yeah. okay is is very very loosely used. Yeah, the, the, they'll accept it. Um, unlike Utah, that just yeah, if like they can just sense or like see that you're showcasing any type of LGBTQT vibes, um, they're just like ugh, get him out of here. Um, where was I? Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, just like seeing like how much you know this the history of this community. Um, just, it, it was incredible. Like, honestly, I learned a lot for this freaking movie, just about the community alone. It was really cool. Yeah. It w- like getting into the writing, like I said, this is where it's more of the details of everything. I really appreciated the history that they were able to share about that community and just some of the, the stuff that's just kind of be been pushed to the side. Like, I don't think I've ever would have known that. I mean, I don't know if this was played for laughs or anything or if it was like true, (laughs) but the whole Abraham Lincoln being a, being closeted gay or I I don't really, I guess. Yeah. The one guy like being like, no, he wasn't gay. He was bi. Yeah. That guy and like his like whole, like, <laughs> I like absolutely loved him for how much he like put forth just making sure the bisexual people were represented. <laughs> I loved it so much. Dude, that was freaking hilarious. And he I oh. I loved the conversation. I know it was like in the in a either a trailer or a clip or whatever that was shared, but the conversation that him and the the, the lesbian have? Yeah, I I, I, I want to look up her name. <laughs> I feel bad for just saying the lesbian. Uh, Cherry and Robert. Okay. So those are the, the two. Yes. So I love the conversation between the two of them when Robert was saying like, or just bitching about like bisexual or appreciation or uh, awareness week yep. was a little while ago and none of you guys said shit well actually <laughs> it, was, it was the week that like, they had the meeting yeah and then cherry was like oh yeah lesbian awareness month was <laughs> was back in march and you guys didn't say anything about it and like and then he just retaliates back with like of course you guys get a month <laughs> and we get a week <laughs> dude oh, that was so good Yeah, it was freaking hilarious. (laughs) Oh, God, I loved it so much. Dude, all of the conversations in that little boardroom were amazing. 
yeah, they, they really like this oh movie was just expertly written. Like, I feel like they could have gone. I I mean, I th- I I know that you, someone could make the argument that maybe this was a little like in your face with that like the that community. I feel it, but it needs to. It should be. Yeah, I mean that's like that's exactly what it was supposed to be. Yeah. So it like people that I've seen get upset about that, like, oh, it's a little heavy handed on the the gay stuff. I'm like, yeah. It's, what did you think you were getting, dude? <laughs> it's an LGBTQT plus com- plus community movie. That that's what it is. It's showcasing you what this community is about, the history around it, and hoping that after you see this movie, that you can understand where where we all come from with why why we are who we are and why we're not ashamed of it yeah exactly so anyone who's like throwing a fit over that i'm just like you're freaking dumb <laughs> yeah oh. like obviously you gotta didn't love homophobic what you people into. what you gotta love homophobic people just love them <laughs> oh but yeah it was all that stuff was just really it, it was well done. It was like really really, really well done. Didn't feel Dude, like freaking over, um, and I think maybe the only argument that you can make was maybe it's overly explicit and I feel like that's hard to do with with movies in that community. It's like thinking about like other rom-coms, right? All of those ones with are can be like PG or like PG thirteen can be somewhere in that range. This movie is a hard R, and yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it's almost like how could you do a movie like this that's PG or PG thirteen, or is everyone just I... so up in arms about this community that there's no way that they'd let that. I don't know, because, like, honestly, going into this, I expected to see, like, considering, like, how many, not, like, how many, but there are, you know, like, there are actual sex scenes between two males, um, I expected to see at least one penis in this movie, but there's not one, like, you, Mm -hmm. like, literally, everything is done under, under the sheets, um, so, like, I mean, kudos, I mean, I wouldn't have cared, of course, if they're, if they actually showed it, but kudos to the, like, they didn't show any. That's not true. I was gonna say they didn't show any like more than any other romantic movie <laughs> shown. Yeah. But yeah, I now there's some things I'm remembering. That I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I, f- I feel if they just showed you know uh, Bobby and Aaron like having sex, I think that would have been fine. But the whole um in their like first the like hookup. <laughs> yeah, that that's a little too much um, for a PG thirteen rating. Yeah. But honestly, I feel like if honestly if you did want to take that scene away, um, and you know cut out a little bit of the cursing, I feel you could have made this PG thirteen very easily. Yeah. So I'm, but it, it again, it's like I. But I, you just know that parents or like people like that are just going to be boycotting this movie. I know that's that's like the part that's getting. I'm like, if they were to take all of that stuff out, that made this like a hard R. <laughs> yeah. Like, if they were to take all of that out, 
like just do a, like a little trimming and like mild editing like would this still be an r or would the world be okay with this being a pg-13 movie because i would argue that this could very easily be a pg-13 movie i absolutely agree yeah no that, yeah there's no and question i hope about to it. see more movies like this that are maybe so on the too. more family friendly side honestly a really good um um gay well i don't know if you can consider it a rom-com but it is it's a funny movie have you ever seen a love simon yes i think that's a pretty good family friendly um gay love story film you and are it is a comedy correct on that one and it was do they have kissing in that uh they do yeah um simon like and, how uh, much of it like just a, a like one or two or I think it's only they uh Simon and uh his I forget the boy's name, they kiss twice. Yeah. Once on the so, Ferris wheel at the end and then like the final scene. Yeah. So I, I feel like movies I think the sweet spot is PG thirteen. But I I would be very interested to see if they would push for a more extreme rating. Like yeah. with other movies so yeah i but will anyway, say i mean we can bitch and complain about the the, the ncaa ratings yeah. all day but freaking um i'm glad that i didn't really remember a lot about the second trailer because one of my favorite lines is when bobby's friend is with him at the bar and he points out the one old guy and he's just like oh my god yeah it's like they injected steroids into gay dumbledore i <laughs> freaking die <laughs> He just points out, yeah, I had sex with him earlier today. <laughs> My God, dude, I love you. Oh, the that shit was so good. There, there, the the humor, especially with Bobby, and I think this just is a testament to Billy Eichner's acting ability, but his, but Bobby's inability to just like shut up and monologue was incredible yes oh my god yeah oh billy eichner incredible in this this film. is a movie that i could see myself re-exploring multiple times just to catch the shit that he was saying while i was laughing <laughs> yeah dude same here same here like he was so good like the dialogue was spot on I love the realism of all of the relationships that they had. Like, I love when Bobby went over to his um, hetero friend's house to be, like, the the gay uncle. Yeah, the uncle. <laughs> and talk about his report on Freddie Mercury <laughs> and how... He, like Bobby was the one I was saying, like, dude, should we really be talking about this in front of the kids? And they're just like, ah, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, I freaking love that, dude. Yeah, like that's just... exactly how I act when people tell me, like, oh, should you really be cussing around your daughter? I'm like, she's gonna learn words or words. Dude, that scene has one of the I don't care that I saw so many times in the trailer. One of the funniest lines in this whole movie. When they're like doing the like, uh, the dad's just like, you know, maybe because he's talking about the whole, you know, 
thing with you know Aaron and the dad's just like you know maybe you both are bottoms and that's the problem and the kids start shouting bottom dance and they all go up and start dancing and Bobby's just like oh my god gay sex was more fun when straight people were uncomfortable with it I, I know <laughs> one of the funniest lines I've ever heard dude I lost it with that and that was so freaking oh good my gosh dude that was awesome. That was probably the only time in the movie that I let my guard down where if like they would have the three guys would have freaking done something, I probably wouldn't have been prepared for it. <laughs> Cuz I was taken so off guard by that line. It was freaking hilarious. Yeah. Uh... But it's funny as a as a parent seeing the shit that I notice, um the pink tent in the back <laughs> is the one that we bought for Iris. Oh, that's so cute. Huh? I know. And I noticed, like, in, like, one of the scenes, I'm like, eh, pretty sure that, like, tent connector's busted. Because, like, <laughs> one of the issues that I had with her tent is on the inside, because it's, like, these stupid plastic pipe fittings. And so yeah. some of them would come undone, and it would, like, fall and kind of pull the, the, uh, the tent inwards a little bit. Yeah. And I noticed that the tent was kind of, like, sitting where one of them was curved. I'm like, that one's probably busted out <laughs> you're saying you guys should have handed you should have hired me for the production crew or the I stage know, crew I, I could have totally helped you guys out <laughs> oh but yeah the the i really liked the the realism like how real all these relationships felt between yeah. everyone like i i liked how even though Aaron was was out like he was out to his family I mean I yeah I, he was out to his family he was out to the world but he had such hesitations about being about being gay no not being gay or like letting it be known I know this I'm there the way that they explain it is, in the movie is a word that I'm not wanting to use in this breakdown. That, that that's fair. Um, I mean, as effeminate. Yeah, there we go. Because like, there is a certain word that yep. is said in the movie that he's just like, you know what, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bobby said it didn't bother him, but Aaron, it like really did. Like he didn't want to be looked at 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 in that way. Like, he wanted to yeah. still be looked at as, like, masculine and, like, having just that masculine vibe about him. Because he's yeah. like Can, um, a country boy, or considers yeah. himself a country boy, and, like, freaking works that, out. Um, it's, like, freaking jacked as, as hell, and... Yeah. Um, was it, like, yes. job as a lawyer, or a... But a, a, what a he really wants lawyer? to do is he yeah. wants to be a chocolatier. Yeah, and I feel it's really exposed in the scene where, um, as Billy and him are uh, walking out of w the movie that they decide to see, they run into that old hockey friend, and um, he literally just, he doesn't even say that they're on a date. He's just like, oh yeah, you know, this is, you know, buddy I know, Does, doesn't mention at all that, like, hey, you know, I like this guy, or, you know, like, we're we're actually on a date. Well, at that point, it wasn't quite a date. I would say, because he still hadn't like 
he hadn't fully like accepted that he wanted to be in a relationship. He just didn't want to be like alone. Fair enough. So I mean, yeah. that part kind of made sense. But where he was talking about oh how good the movie was when they were coming out, and he's like oh it's just some stupid movie. I'm like, oh mm. yeah. So yeah, it. And again, it's just I think the the movie's title was very like good at explaining. It kind of has that bro vibe. Like yeah. that's like the vibe that Aaron was putting off. Like, oh yeah, bro. Like, oh, just some stupid movie. There is a freaking. Um, <laughs> have you seen like any of Billy on the Streets uh, stuff with this movie? I've seen the only one that I've seen is him asking people if they're going to go see it. Like, if like I will give you a dollar to go see Bros. <laughs> One of the, I don't know if you've seen this one, but one of the funny Sims ones is when he's talking, talking to a group of guys and, um, he's just like, Hey, Hey guys, you going to go see bros? And they're just like, yeah, well, you know, we'll see bros. You know, we're one of the bros. And he's just like, yeah, it has a lot of gay sex in it. And the, the, one of them is like, Whoa, okay. You know what? And he, he, he gets mad. He's just like, Oh, come on. And just freaking storms off. Yeah. Dude, I feel like you have something to hide if you're like that against it. <laughs> I agree. I absolutely agree. Like, I had, like, Brielle was the only one that, like, knew that I was going to go see this movie. And so she was the only one that was, like, giving me a hard time about it. She's just like, oh, people are going to think things about you. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, who cares? Like, I'm going to go see a movie. Like, if uh, people's but, sexuality is so threatened by the idea of going to see a movie with gay people in it, I'm like, maybe you're not as straight as you think you are. <laughs> I I agree. I mean, like, um, I mean, from, like, the moment I came out to you, I could tell that you were an ally. So, like, I feel, um, you know, the fact that your your best friend, your bro, is bisexual, that just shows that, like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's like as long as you're not grabbing my ass when we're in public, I, I can give a I can give a shit. <laughs> oh, that's fu- that. That's like my whole mindset. I'm like, as long if as only not, I like, could spoil. Me, I don't care. <laughs> if only I could spoil our discussion for the uh dis- the um art for this episode. That was just like the cherry on top. <laughs> that, that was so perfect. Oh, but yeah, like we've covered the the dialogue, the writing, everything that they did with this movie was really expertly crafted. It really was. Like this is, oh, like God, I said, I this, this is just a testament to Billy Eichner's comedic world. Like I, Billy Eichner is an amazing comedian. He is like, oh my god! I didn't like get um really into him until recently, but God, I've I've loved every minute I've got to see of his material. Yeah, and I love how he covered like issues that it not just like everyone has. Yeah, like I I know that he said like at the beginning like had this big old monologue about like love is not love and like. Gay love See, versus like normal love. I'm like, I honestly never knew that that was a thing in the community. That like, oh no, we literally came up with the love is love just so you guys would actually freaking accept us. Is that true? I I don't know, like, or is that just um, from the movie? 
it could just be from the movie, but like, yeah, when he said that, I'm like, okay, should I like not be wearing a hoodie that I have that says love is love? Um, <laughs> should I, uh, should I, uh, feel bad for uh, wearing that hoodie? Um, yeah, like, that's like one thing. It's like, I understand that the LGBTQ relationships are very different than heterosexual relationships like there's there's different protections that need to be made there's like there's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff that we don't really or not we i don't take into consideration hmm. but saying that love isn't love and then like it I, I think that's the only line that like maybe just didn't sit what right with me, especially when he's showing all these issues between Bobby and Aaron that many other couples have had. Yeah. Like the, like, like the big one, the big one is um, Bobby's like insecurities with the type of men that catch Aaron's eye are all these like, big beefy like ripped guys whereas bobby is more skinny i mean he's definitely in good shape yeah he's in like he's in good shape yeah but he's not like built yeah like he's just kind of like not really well muscle toned like he's he's fit but he's not ripped yeah. So it's it's like all these like ripped guys are catching Aaron's eye and Bobby is recognizing that. And so he has this insecurity about him like are you even like really into me? And like the, I like if you were just to swap one of those out with with a with a female like I can relate that really well to a heterosexual relationship. Where yeah. if a guy's looking at at girls that don't seem to match the physique or just the appearance of the girl that he's dating, the girl can get very insecure about like, oh, do you, are, do you even find me attractive or do you find me like desirable? Like because all these people that you're looking at don't look like me. Or the people that catch your eye don't look like me. Like, it's yeah, it's a an issue that not just like LGBTQ plus relationships have. It's a real. It's an issue that everyone has. Yeah, and so no, like when I him saying like, "Oh, love isn't love," and like kind of pushing that message, I'm like, isn't it though? <laughs> I think he was probably more so just, like, he wasn't really thinking about, you know, like, heterosexual relationships. He was really just pushing just gay relationships. That's yeah. that's I know really that there's all they like, had on his mind. There's definitely different dynamics and everything that, I mean, we're not aware of. But that can yeah. be said with most relationships, too. Because it's like... No, I, I absolutely get where you're coming from. Like, I think th I don't quite understand the the different dynamics between even a heterosexual relationship 
where maybe the woman is the breadwinner and the dad is the stay-at-home dad. Yeah. Like, I don't understand that dynamic. Just like I don't... Like, it, I, I can't quite understand the dynamic of anyone kind of outside of what I am. I okay. Can, but I like, can do but my like best you, to try and, like, grasp the concept. But, but like, like, I don't, don't truly like understand. Look, yeah. You don't, like, look down upon it, though, right? No, 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 no. Okay. No, like, if Brielle freaking came home one day and was like hey i got offered a job and doesn't that means you don't have to work anymore you'd get to stay at home and be with iris dude i'd freaking i'm in quit that second (laughs) (laughs) i'd be like dope freaking call up my boss like that second and be like hey i quit (laughs) i would be a a stay-at-home dad so freaking quick like and I've I've shared this with with Brielle before. I'm like, if you get a job doing like anything that can support us, <laughs> like I will quit so fast it'd make everyone's head spin. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh, I mean, not saying that I'd freaking just like stop doing all the shit that I like doing. Just I want to be a stay at home dad more. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. If I had no. children, I would I would feel the same way. Yeah. But getting into writing, like I said, my score is significantly higher. Like, I am in maybe the mid-90s, probably leaning more towards, like, 94. Because I, I just thought it was really well done. The realism, the stuff, like, it didn't feel... Like, there was stuff that I could pull from this movie and be like yeah, well, yeah. i get that yeah <laughs> like i've had case, situations where Brielle's saint like noticed what kind of female catches my eye and has had like insecurities like that yeah like I've, i'm i'm able to usually like squash them pretty quick but it makes That's sense good. like it's something yeah. that i can relate to and there's a lot of situations that they had that i could relate to like as a yeah. straight man, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then uh, you <laughs> any notes uh, on me? the writing? I feel like I'm like dominating this com this conversation. So sorry if I'm like cutting you off or anything. <laughs> no, dude, you're good, man. I mean, honestly, like, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely matching Caleb's score with writing with 94. But like, honestly, no, you got to put like with the relationship side. You definitely have a lot more um, experience, a lot more history with that because, and, you know, I hate saying this, I'm a 26-year-old man that has never um, been in a relationship with a man or a woman. I've never been in a serious relationship. Do, Do I feel kind of ashamed for that? Yeah, but, you know, just it hasn't been my time yet. I hope it will come, Um, and I'm sure I'll... I feel like that's you know? just the pressure that we were raised in to be way further ahead than we are. Yeah. Welcome to freaking Utah. Yeah. Like, if you freaking Utah... don't have your second child by the time you're 22, you're like way freaking behind. Yeah. Like, I, I swear, it's like high school, and then you go serve a mission for two years. For the church. And then as soon as you come home, you get married. If you're not married within like 
six months, you're freaking behind. You're doing something wrong. Yeah, you should be in college, graduate by 24, already have a child. Like, it's freaking nuts. Yeah. The pressure that they put. And they, you don't really get a chance like to left... steer off the path. Yeah. And people that, like, that leave outside of Utah, like, struggle with that, like, really bad. Yeah. Like, I know my, my sister in law freaking struggles with that really bad. And she's in her Aww. 30s, I want to say. And she like she's struggling with it like real bad, really. And I'm like, it's because you're raised in Utah. <laughs> yeah. Like they put such a pressure on you. I'm like, I don't want Iris to grow up with that pressure. I'm like, I, if, no. If she doesn't want to be in a relationship until she's like super old, like pff, more power to you. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. So. Um. Anyway. Uh, moving on over to acting, uh, let's just, the main two that we have is Billy Eichner, who played Bobby, and Luke McFarlane, who played Aaron. Um, some of the extras, or at least the, the extras of significance, we have Guy Branham, who played Henry, uh, Miss Lawrence, who played Wanda, uh, T.S. Madison, who played Angela, Dot Marie Jones, who played Cherry, Jim Rash, who played Robert, uh, Eve Lindley, who played Tamara, and I think that would be it. They have like the the hetero couple, but I don't think they were in it enough to. That that's fair. Yeah, did yeah. you? Um, I forget where I found it out, but actually, um, so the uh, husband. Um, is that, so he's a gay man, and then the wife is actually bisexual. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Dude, good for them. Yeah. Like, did they hire, like, all LGBT? As, I, yeah, as far as I know, the whole cast, from what Billy Eichner said, the whole cast is LGBTQT. Whole cast. Nice. Yeah. Talk about inclusion. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate that detail. I do like, too. It, it's like the same like, with like disabilities. Like if they have someone yeah. that's supposed to have a disability, if they actually have that disability, it just kinda helps with the No. Absolutely realism agree. for me. Yeah. So I I'm I love this cast. I did too. Oh my god. I I fell in love with all of them. I Yeah. Yeah, like I mean Billy Eichner as Bobby was just amazing. He, oh my god, he really was. And then so Luke McFarlane who played Aaron. He was he was great, and he played off like just that that bro vibe, really freaking dude, well. Dude, he straight up did. He like honestly caught me off guard for how much I freaking loved his character. I know. I I thought that he was kind of come off as douchey, and when he kept like ghosting dude. Bobby in person. Like, I was just like, dude, what the shit is your deal? <laughs> yeah, right? And then, so, like, yeah. once you get, he becomes, like, 
and I, I feel like this can be said with like anyone once they become like a little bit more vulnerable and start revealing their their true selves like it really helps you just learn to love that character and I think yeah. he did a great job absolutely agree and he was amazing yeah and gosh dude when Billy was like he went through all the emotions with with everything like he went through like anger whenever Aaron was like pissing him off and like just his like straightforward just bluntness was amazing calling Aaron out on his shit <laughs> yeah and even the emotional scenes like when he was like down like on his couch freaking like in tears like you could like really feel like the heartbreak like they did yeah, an amazing you... job it was amazing how much chemistry these two had incredible oh yeah Dude, absolutely like you could you could tell that there was like there was like a spark there i feel like and i i don't know if that's just like an attribute to how good their acting was or if there actually was one like I, if they were to say like oh yeah we were into each other while filming this i would have been like freaking yeah we know yeah <laughs> freaking um luke luke mcfarlane right that's his name yes so he actually um during a q and a i saw they actually asked him like hey was there like any like scenes that had to be uh, like cut out or you didn't film because like you you just weren't comfortable with it, and <laughs> he actually said that during one of the sex scenes, um, you know, him and Billy Eichner were talking because um, apparently I didn't know this with any like sex scene, um, no matter if you know you're straight or gay, like in any of those movies, they actually have like a sex coordinator on set just to you know make sure that it's looking real and you know like all the movements are happening correctly. Um, which I never knew that. That's very interesting. Um, but, uh, one, when him and Billy Eichner were talking, Billy Eichner made a suggestion, should we spit on each other? And <laughs> Luke's just like, no, 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 I'm not into that. No. <laughs> so, yeah. Thought that's that's funny. funny. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. Dude, it's, it's cool. It's it's weird the detail that goes into movies like a freaking sex coordinator. Yeah, that's right? that's hilarious. Yeah, and there there, <laughs> I'll be real. There was a couple things that I saw where I'm like, okay, logistically though, like does that is that how that works? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, <shit>. I, <laughs> that's funny. Like it, it didn't happen very often, but it did happen a little bit. But yeah, yeah. So out of the two, because I mean, it'd be hard for me to pick like a third out of the extras, because they were yeah. all just like super. Like, do you, do you have a top three? So three, just because I loved his freaking energy. It was um, what's his name? Um, Jim Rash, who played uh Robert. The, the the bisexual rights guy. Just 
I freaking loved his energy so much. He was fantastic. Um, so I would actually give him number three for my, um, like, if I had to pick an extra, it would definitely be him. Um, but for like one and two, I would actually put Billy Eichner at number two. I mean, don't, I love him. That's a bold choice. I I actually, like, I, like, it is neck and neck for these two. Like, trust me. I loved him in this movie. I loved his energy so much. Just, he was fan freaking tastic. But I feel just for how much Luke McFarlane took me by, like, surprise of, like, how much I loved his performance and his character. Just, like, I was just amazed of how much I loved him in this movie. I got to put him at number one. Fair. So, yeah. So, completely fair. I'd actually swap them. Neck and neck. But, yeah. Fair, I, that's I would fair. swap that's the two. Fair. Sorry, I thought I heard I was talking. Yeah. I, I would swap them. Just. Bill, Billy Eichner. I freaking love Billy Eichner, dude. He is so great. God. Mm, I freaking love him. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, that's. It's it's like neck and neck, like yeah. it could easily be a coin flip. Um, it'd be actually more like a dice roll. <laughs> yeah, okay. if I'm being like real honest. Yeah, where it's like maybe like one and two would be Aaron, and three, four, five, and six would be Bobby. <laughs> like fair it, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. It, it's a, it's just like a little bit more than a, than a, a coin flip for me. Not quite like 50-50, okay. but... <laughs> yeah. No, dude, I get you, man. I get you. I respect yeah, it. I, I, I loved the two of them. And I thought they did an incredible job at selling every single emotion they that did. they... Oh, my God. ...that they had. So, loved it. Yeah. Loved it, loved it, loved it. So... With that, and with how much I enjoyed the extras as well, because I don't... The only one that I feel actually may have brought it down was Deborah Messing. <laughs> like, she kind of has that, like, she... Oh, man. As much as I hate to say it, she has, she has not grown past the Will and Grace acting ability. <laughs> I've never seen Will and Grace, so it I wouldn't is, know it's her, a, it's how a her acting was in the Because, so yeah, I know a, uh, Sean Hayes acting. is in it. Okay. Yeah. So it is very sitcom acting, and it the way that she was delivering her lines felt very sitcom-y. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I She's, like, the only one. Like, I'm not, like, docking it a ton, because obviously it's she was in, the, like, a quick Two little scenes. scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to be at maybe a 91. Okay. I think I'm just going to go slightly higher at a 93. Completely fair. All right. Next up, we got character development, which for this one, who did you end up doing? I I did Billy. You did Billy? I actually yeah. ended up doing Aaron. Okay. So explain like your thought process with Aaron or Billy. Sorry. <laughs> um. So no, like I think he had a really good character development with starting like at the beginning of the movie where he's just like, you know what? I've kind of accepted that 
you know, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life and I'm actually okay with it. You know, I'm happy with my life. I enjoy what I do. Um, to actually, you know, like meeting someone at the club that he like is just like, oh, you know, he's boring. He's, you know, he's just like a big buff idiot. But actually, like, you know, like starting to get to know him, actually talking, going out on a couple of dates. Um, I'm using quotations, even though you guys can't, you know, see my hands. Um, I was going to say, who and, are those for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and that actually leading them into, you know, actually uh, starting to have a relationship, but then it coming to an end and then it coming, you know, them actually ending up together. I feel that seeing um, his character from going for from someone that, you know, ne- truly thought that he was going to be single for the rest of his life to actually ending up being with someone, um, even though they said that, you know, uh, we'll be together for three months and then we'll reassess. Um, it's definitely not a uh, like, oh, yeah, we're totally going to get married. That's going to happen. We don't know if that is going to happen. He even includes that in the song. He's just like, we don't have to get married. This is our own romance. Um, but I, I loved that. Um, I thought it was a great character arc. Um, and I didn't really have a lot of problems with it because the way that they set Billy up at the beginning of how he is about um, being in relationships and how he ends up in one at the end, it made total sense. Um, and he, uh, him and Aaron uh, made it on their own boundaries. It, it just made sense for not only Billy, for Aaron. It made sense for both characters. Mm-hmm. So where would you put the his character development score then? Uh, for me... I would say, hmm, I, w- I would say a solid 90. Yeah, that's that's definitely fair. Um, the reason I decided to go with Aaron was because I felt he had slightly more growth than Bobby did. That's fair. I think, like, because he was starting off kind of in the same realm. He was just kind of jumping around from person to person or couple to couple, depending on the yeah. situation. Um, so he he was just doing a lot of like hopscotching, <laughs> and I, I, I think liked. when he because he was very like anti relationship. At the beginning, like he didn't really want yeah, he was. a relationship with with Bobby. Yeah, like he he wanted to like flirt and everything, and like kind of got his attention through how different Bobby is from like the people that he's typically into, which are mm-hmm. ripped and dumb. Yeah, <laughs> ripped idiots with no opinion, as Bobby would say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so he grew into someone that didn't like it. He grew into s- someone that appreciated what Bobby offered to him, where it was constantly challenging him. Like, hey, why don't you pursue the things that you want to do? Like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Like questioning his opinions. And, and I think he put it best. He's like, Apparently, I really enjoy being questioned all the time. He's like, who would? But I do. <laughs> and and it's it's true. Like, if you fall into 
a relationship or a situation where it's just purely out of comfort and it's like you don't really have any opinion because like for him he doesn't like being in the situation that he was in before bobby jumping from person to person he never got to establish a connection with someone never got to be uncomfortable by being open and vulnerable he just had to be there and he was just kind of kind of letting life live him yeah (laughs) instead of like living his own life and then he like with meeting bobby kind of had that that growth that realization like hey i want something more than this he wants something more than like figuring out where people's money go when they die yeah i'll fully admit that one that'll be one depressing job yeah i could not do that there's someone for every job like that it's true definitely like kudos to anyone that can do that like seriously kudos to you yeah, definitely not a job that I could have. No, right now. But, yeah, like, he, like, slowly had that growth, like, realizing, like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. And coming out to Bobby and saying, like, I want to be a chocolatier and, like, having that growth and that, and getting to the point where he actually goes to do it. And, like, taking that step, being courageous like Bobby would, or how he thinks Bobby would be, and and everything. It, it just showed a lot of internal assessment and a lot of growth from Aaron. Yeah. And then also kind of just realizing that he had to be a better person as well. Like, And I think that kind of came out when he was talking to his brother. Which I think yeah. that relationship was played off really realistic as well. And he was talking to his brother and he's wanting to talk about his issues. And he's like, I've been sitting here and I'm like super depressed and everything. And you haven't asked anything about it. And he's like, I'm going through a divorce. You haven't asked me about that. And he's like, okay, how's your divorce going? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, dude, like, that was so freaking funny. I know. But that, like. With conversations that I have with with my brother, that's exactly how they go. Oh, uh, dude, I could totally see you and Bronson having an exact conversation like that. Yeah, and it's funny. word for word. Like our conversations like that are always when we're playing video games. That's hilarious. Like he always wants to have these deep discussions on life when we're in the middle of like shooting up a small village of criminals. Oh, that's funny. And it, it's it's funny, but yeah, it's like, it's one of those just like super realistic things. Like, that's something that actually happens. And I think Aaron had that moment of realization that he could be better, a better brother. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, just lots of growth from him. So I, I thought his, um, his arc was really, really good. Um... As for where I would put it, I actually might be right in line with you at 90. Hell yeah. I like it. 
All right, moving on over to effects, which with a movie like this, there wasn't really any special effects. It was more practical, I guess, but it's more yeah. like cinematography. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really don't have any problems with it. I think they did a great job. The, unfortunately, and I know, like, I'm probably going to catch shit for this. This and music are where my score kind of takes a dive. Not a significant. Okay, I know one. we're gonna. Well, no, I know we're gonna differ on music though. Like this one, it'll be very interesting to see where we both end up. Yeah. So, like, the cinematography was was good. I think that they could have done a little bit better. Like, like there were some things that needed to be edited out. Like what? Like as as funny as it was, the I think they needed to move the night at the museum bit somewhere else because it felt very weird that he brings him into this room and's like look and they have the whole night at the museum thing and then they leave it felt very abrupt and like okay because it went from like very emotional scene to this night at the museum gag to another like very emotional scene yeah and i'm like what the shit was that (laughs) (laughs) like freaking emotional whiplash yeah (laughs) And I feel like it just kind of drew away from it. I think that they should have had, like, the total of the emotional scenes and then thrown in the um, the gags. Yeah, okay. Like, sure shown that they actually did the, the, the roller coaster of trauma. <laughs> or Dude, that... Because I don't want to say the joke on... I don't want to say the joke on this podcast. But there is a joke in that. Um, that right, that I laughed my freaking ass off at. Yeah. So, I appreciated that. And so, I think that's where that gag should have fit in. Fair enough. Fair enough. They should have thrown the Night at the Museum thing there. Because then it's like, okay, we would have gotten it. We know eventually Aaron would have seen it. We didn't need to see Aaron see it. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. So, like, I, I think it would have worked better in, like, the montage of, like, all the things that the museum had to offer. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, uh... There were some slight issues there. And, again, it was pretty well shot, but did have a very 90s feel. Okay. And, like, I, like I've said, this is... I'm actually putting this, like, maybe a little bit higher than my story. Okay. So, where story I gave an 85, I'm probably going to give this an 86. It's not much higher, but yeah. it's just a little bit higher. But it it was slightly above average <laughs> for me. That That's fair. Hmm. I think I might just be like slightly higher than you, so I'll go an 88. All right, next up we got movie or music. So I want to see I where know, you're at the, first. Okay, so I know that like throughout the whole movie there really isn't that much music, but 
the final song that Billy Eichner sings to Aaron, Love Is Not Love, to the tune of a Garth Brooks song I just freaking fell in love with. Like, honestly, it's been on freaking repeat since last night on Spotify. I love it so much. And, like, it has such a sweet message about their relationship. And just, I think it's so good. Um, so for me, I would actually give, I feel like Caleb's going to hate me first. I'm giving music an eight. Gosh, you said we were going to be different. That's actually where I'd put it. <laughs> oh, shit. The, I thought, I thought that song was like good enough where I th- assumed you were going to give it like a nine or a 10. Oh. And I'm, I'm like, dude, there's no freaking way that this was a 10. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess we're in agreement. It's an eight. Yeah, it. That's funny. That's really funny. The yeah, the music was that song was good, and the other like the rest of the music that was in this movie was were things that worked with the scenes. Yeah, it was pretty good. I don't. I actually might be leaning more towards a seven. If I'm like being honest, yeah. Just because, like, out like with this, I'm trying to see. Let me see what this soundtrack was before I get like crazy. Because I'm not the <laughs> best with remembering um the songs, and I usually take a minute to like listen to those songs like after. Okay. Oh, there were only two soundtrack cre- soundtrack credits. Really? Holy shit. Yeah, they have She's Like the Wind, performed by Patrick Swayze. <laughs> and then Love oh, is Not yeah. Love. I forgot about that. Okay. Taking that into consideration, that song into consideration, and how well everything, the score that they had seemed to work with the scenes this is where it felt like very 90s to me mm-hmm. so with that i'll i'll leave it at an eight i'm not gonna be sure? that big of a dick that's not you being a dick no like what i'm thinking is if i were, if we had this available i'd probably give it a seven and a half but it would just average out to an eight because we round okay. up yeah Okay, so, fair enough. Yeah, so I'm I'm leaving it at an eight just because it would be an eight regardless, and we don't have a okay. seven point five option. <laughs> okay. So yeah. All right. Next up, we got costumes. I feel where this like movie like sh- shot. I mean, for the most part, it's mostly just you know like regular like day-to-day costumes you know like not costumes but you know like what people wear um what i feel like definitely like vibrant vibrant what's the word i don't know the freaking word vibranted that is not a word vibrancy yeah there thank there we go (laughs) um i feel what brought what scene brought that to this movie is when Billy has to go to the uh, Pride Parade um, in um, shit. Where where was the town that they went? 
Uh, Provincetown? Yeah, that's what it is. Um, you know, just you seeing like all of the drag queens, everyone just in their pride merch it was freaking awesome. I loved it. Um, so if I were to give like any like props to like different types of costumes, it would definitely be because of that pride parade that we see. Um, and also, I mean, even the freaking um, uh, outfits that they are wearing uh, for the museum opening that night. Um, freaking some of the stuff that people were wearing were pretty freaking like gorgeous. Like they knew how to freaking like dress up. Um, but I feel it's 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 nothing like super super special. Um, I mean, it was awesome like seeing all of this. You know, like people like really showing off their pride. It was great. Um, but I feel it's nothing like what's the word like? Oh my god, this is like this like changed the whole aspect of the movie. So for me, costumes, I'm gonna sit at a seven, not a seventy-seven. That is actually exactly where I was sitting too. Damn, this is really funny, dude. Here I go thinking that we're like gonna be drastically different on this shit, and no, like not even a little bit. Like yeah. the only one that we kind of like disagreed with was music, but I kind of talked myself up. <laughs> you did, yeah, you really did. But yeah, like nothing too special about the the costumes. Unfortunately, it was just average everyday wear for yeah. everyone. Yeah, and then just nothing wrong with the that. little sprinkles on top were the uh, the outfits with pride and the the museum opening like you said so i it ended up working out yeah so (laughs) seven it is all right last up we got our own personal score who do you want to go first up to you i don't care well pick one rose fine uh i'll go first um so after I saw this movie, I literally texted Caleb, and I'm just like, yeah, um, I don't even think Halloween Ends can beat this movie for my number one movie of the year, because I fucking loved this movie. That That's literally <laughs> what I texted him. Um, I loved this movie, from the acting to the story, just everything was so great, and just seeing a rom-com about the LGBTQT community was just so so great and i loved it so much i have very little problems with it and god it oh god i loved it so so much so i am super high um and that hot the high that i am at is i'm at a 96 damn (laughs) i loved this movie man i loved this movie It, it was a good one it was a good one for sure. Um, I had an absolute blast with this movie. And I ha- did have a funny interaction with people thinking I was going to have to beat the shit Dude, out of some that, old uh, Just the guy hitting on you in the bathroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is just amazing. Yeah. So... But yeah, like after I was able to get over that and like sit and watch the movie, it was a really good watch. Like if it, it felt 
for someone like me, very educational. Like, I learned some things about that community that I didn't know before. And I feel like I'm a better person for having learned that, which I appreciate. The jokes were on point, super funny, and this is a good, just romantic story. A a little raunchy for my taste, (laughs) but... Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, the, the sex was a little, like, much, but it wasn't... I I would I want to say it's not because it made me uncomfortable or anything. It just felt a little excessive at times. That's I, I actually wanted to like ask you like did it ever feel like a little too or did no, you feel it, uncomfortable? Like, no, it, it, I just didn't know how to ask it without being like a dick about it. Yeah, I think my only honestly the only one that like really kind of just like okay like <laughs> was the orgy, they, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the yeah. Yeah, the orgy, <laughs> like the first one, the first one when when they were at the the f- the fake baseball player. Yeah, that was the only one. The one that they had at the Christmas party was freaking hilarious. <laughs> that, just the guy that kept trying to jump in, and then he gets Billy to uh, Bobby, sorry, to give him a freaking back rub. Just oh my god, or not yeah. back rub? No, was he rubbing his back? No, it was his legs. <laughs> that yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah so that, that, I thought that was, that freaking... was super funny. The yeah, the only one that I would have taken out was like that first little orgy. Everything okay. else was freaking hilarious. So love that. Um, but yeah, really good time. I cannot wait to wa- to rewatch this, um, and try and catch some of the the dialogue that I missed last time. <laughs> but overall, amazing time. Highly recommend this movie to anyone who's yes open to seeing this <laughs> yeah like you, you kind of i feel like you kind of have to know what you're getting into <laughs> with this one yeah you would like if if you're a person that um definitely does not like seeing men having sex um definitely do not go to this movie um yes. because yeah you're Maybe definitely gonna see out. a lot of it yeah <laughs> yeah and i think that's kind of something that just attributed to how not well this movie performed i think just i I don't know i i hate that because like we you'll see movies with men and women having sex and this kind of stuff but yet that movie movie will make millions of dollars but when it's two men well okay that's too much do romantic comedies do well they do decently like they definitely make their budget back and then some, but unfortunately, Bros has only made like four million, and it was uh so yeah, it's made um. So the budget was twenty two million, twenty two million, and it's only made five point three million, cause Ooh. yeah, cause for the opening, Universal was projecting it to make about ten million, and it came in under budget with only like four point eight, or that it came sucks. in under uh projection Hmm. yeah so really sucks but i mean uh billy eichner came on after him being like hey you know i if it does well it does well if it doesn't i don't care i'm proud of this movie i'm really glad that we made it and hopefully it's a step in the right direction for movies like this with inclusion i feel that this movie is going to hit its stride 
on streaming. I hope so. I really do. Because this movie deserves the attention. It it deserves it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, so with that, I think I'm going to be giving this a solid 90 for my personal score. I love it. Like, I mean, I've said this before. I'm a sucker for a good rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> and... This was a really good rom-com. So, yeah, can't say enough nice things about this movie. But anyway, so that concludes this week's breakdown. So to go through the categories, starting off with story, uh, we gave this an 87.5. The writing scored significantly higher at a 94. Acting was came down to a 92. Character development sitting at a solid 90. Effects just a little bit lower at an 87. Music we gave an 8 out of 10. Costumes we gave a 7 out of 10. And our personal score averaged to a 93. So with that magic, the final All Bros letter grade for bros has come to a B plus. Okay. I was really hoping it was going to be an A minus, but I'll take it. B plus. It it is really close. Okay. It like is how close? It's it's um so it is sitting at uh where is it? <laughs> Okay, so it is sitting at an 88.56%. Okay, so yeah, that is really close. Yeah, it is ridiculously close. Um, so the cutoff is 90, and there's there's quite a few movies that are above it, but the margin, it is seriously... Let's see... It is 1.5% away from being an A minus. Okay. I'll I'll take it. Yeah. It's um let me see real quick. So like from the top, so for our top movie is um Spider-Man No Way Home. So from the top and out of the over 200 movies that we've broken down or have scores for it's sitting at number 58 which seems low but like hold on let me let me pull on my calculator real quick oh you're like trying to make me feel better i know i'm I'm about to get serious math dude you you don't have to prove anything it's fine that it got a b plus I feel bad. You're like trying to be like, bros. It's okay. It's it's okay, Rose. No. It's okay. It's still ranked very high. I no, promise you, think, you. You think I'm doing that? Oh, um, no. It's just we've done so many movies that have ended up at a B plus. <laughs> yeah. It is so the difference between Spider Man No Way Home, which is our number one movie right now, sitting at a ninety seven percent. Holy shit! Yeah. Bros is 
a little bit under 9% difference. Okay. Yeah, so the like I said, the the margins on our B plus movies are ridiculously tight. Damn, that's holy shit! That's okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So in our ranking, so it is sitting at an eighty-eight point five six percent, which puts it below Top Gun Maverick, which is at an eighty-eight point six two. Okay. Also at an 88.62 is Luca. Okay. So it's below Luca and Top Gun Maverick. It is below the Unicorn Store, which is at an 88.87. I know your feelings about that movie have ch- changed. <laughs> Drastically, but it's okay. Um, it is also below... It is also below the Mitchells versus the Machines. Okay. It is below the updated score for Spider-Man Far From Home. Vic, DJ, I'm coming after you guys. I'm just kidding. I know our original was higher. (laughs) Oh, shit, it was? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, never mind, guys. I have have both scores on here. So I have, like, our normal, like, Spider-Man Far From Home, so the one that we originally did. I have the updated for like far from home so that's like our original score and crash and dj's scores so it's lower so our original score for spider-man far from home was 89.35 adding their scores it brought it down to an 89.2 okay so yeah it really didn't change that much okay and then i also have just their uh their scores on here as well. So there are three scores for Spider-Man Far From Home. One of them Holy is shit. ours. One of them is theirs. And then one of them is the updated. Like, combined. So what was theirs alone? Theirs alone was a 90.93. So it was sitting at an A- minus okay. by themselves. Which is funny, because our original was lower. So you would think... That their score should have brought it up. Yeah. (laughs) But it didn't. (laughs) Which I find hilarious. hilarious. Yeah, that's freaking hilarious. I love that so much. (laughs) That, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Freaking love math. (laughs) Um, The last one that it was, that bros was below was Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which is what which was at a an eighty nine point two five percent. Okay. For any Planet of the Apes movies, I'll accept that. Yeah. Going the opposite direction, um, it is sitting above How to Train Your Dragon Two, which is at an eighty eight point three seven, and I think that's like some big praise there. Yeah, that's awesome. It is also above the Invisible Man, which is at an eighty eight point two three. Wow. This one's going to be interesting for you. It is above the prom, which was at an 88.12. I'm absolutely okay with that because, yeah, I love this movie more. Yeah, fair. Um, It is also above Raya and the Last Dragon, which is at an 87.81. 
And then finally, it is above Parasite, which is at an 87.59. Okay. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Like, I know it's one of our middle B-plus movies, but like like I've said before, the, the margins are tight. Yeah, are dude. So no freaking kidding. tight. Like yeah. we're get like when we do this ranking, we're usually within either a hundredth or even a, a thousandth difference between yeah. these movies. <laughs> like it, it's ridiculous. So saying like our, like our ranking kind of doesn't mean shit. <laughs> like oh, shit. It's it's seriously more for us just to be like, hey, what's our like actual ranking? But in all reality, it's usually just us being like B plus. Alright. So yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I would say that concludes this breakdown. Would you agree, Caleb? I would say yes. Okay, cool. Um, well, if you like what you heard and you want to hear more of our fantastic voices, um, you, be sh- uh, you can follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, literally wherever you're listening to it right now, or Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all that good shit. Um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube if that is your preferred listening platform. Um, we are also on there. Uh, if you want to reach us on any of our social media, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com forward slash the Albros. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok is at the Albros. Or you can email us if that's your preferred way of getting us in, getting in contact with us. That is the Albros channel at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to, um, send us, uh, a movie idea, uh, that you want us to break down, great way to, get in contact with us if you want to be on on an episode or when we actually do finally post them again questions of the week you can answer them there that might be I a should good probably TikTok stop to do oh yeah i like that there we go um if you want to check out our website tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros um and if you want to check out some of our merch you can find that at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the all bros channel uh, next week we'll be breaking down Hocus Pocus two. The how freaking how long has it been since the first one? I can't even remember. A really long freaking time. <laughs> it's been over thirty years, right? It's really close to thirty. I think it's oh. like twenty nine. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, it's twenty nine. Yeah, because yeah, like I know the hundredth people... year of Disney or something like that. Okay. Um. So yeah. Um be breaking down hooks focus too um if you guys want to watch it before you uh hear us break it down you can do so on disney plus it is a disney plus original film um which i don't know if you saw apparently it's actually uh the most disney or uh, disney announced it's the uh, most streamed uh disney plus original movie to date wow yeah so that's awesome yeah i mean they've had killer marketing for it so that's not too they surprising. have yeah and a lot of the Hocus Pocus fans have been waiting for this movie, so I'm still amazed that it actually got off the ground. Like, it actually know, right? got me. Like, I, I'm still amazed. Um, but yeah, so that will be uh, next week on uh, the podcast, but until then, 
This has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we will catch you guys next week. I don't think I have it in me to do the Mickey voice. I'm sorry, because I'm still getting over a little bit of a cold. Man, um, you're so lame. <laughs> do you want me to get do you want me to lose my voice again? Do it. <laughs> okay. If I lose my voice again, I swear I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> ha See you real soon. No, yeah, no. That was awful. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs>